Facebook's fake oversight board, whatever that is supposed to be, a group of a bunch of leftists who are supposedly giving Facebook oversight have done not that and said Donald Trump should stay banned. But, you know, how about you decide, Mark Zuckerberg, because it's a big, fat waste of time. And we knew that was going to be the case. They'd give us nothing definitive. Trump is banned. The sitting president was banned. He can't come back. He's probably he literally is the most uh, uh, prominent candidate for 2024, assuming he will announce his running. Yet still, he will be banned because, you know, we live in an oligopoly. And the Republicans just come out and go, oh, geez, oh, man. Oh, I can't believe this is happening. I'm so surprised. You know, we're going to fight tooth and nail. Because they didn't when they could. They're certainly not going to do it now. But now it's really easy because they can pretend like they can or they're going to, even though they can't because they have no power in government right now. So it seems like a big, fat waste of time. But uh, interestingly, Black Lives, Matters, uh, Black Lives Matter has a new list of demands, one of which is that Trump must be banned. I have no idea what that has to do with saving lives. I guess uh, maybe Black Lives Matter is just a political organization that is helping the Democrats. So we'll talk all about that, I suppose. But we've got uh, probably one of the foremost experts on big tech censorship. Alan Bakari is joining us. How's it going, man? You want to introduce, introduce How's yourself? How's it going? I'm Alan Bakari. I'm the senior tech correspondent for Breitbart News. Uh, I've been covering tech since 2015 when uh, no one could imagine that a president might be censored on social media. Uh, when the left lev- loved technology because uh, Facebook allegedly elected Barack Obama. And I also wrote the book, uh, Deleted Big Tech's Battle to Erase the Trump Movement and Steal the Election. You can follow me on Twitter at LibertarianBlue. That's an old Twitter handle, which I can't change. I'm not really a libertarian. <laughs> there you go. Ian's chilling. You used to be a libertarian? 2015, everyone was a libertarian. Yeah, you know, the, the, Ron Pe- the Ron Paul age before Donald Trump. The only guy you could, who was worth supporting was Ron Paul. Uh, so I still think that's true. Yeah, that's still true. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Ian Crossland in the house. net. Thanks for coming. Yeah, and I'm in the corner as well, pushing buttons for this cool show. We got a bunch of crazy stuff because we were talking about, uh, just before the show, you mentioned the Florida bill on, on anti-censorship was actually garbage. It's. I wouldn't go as far as saying it was garbage, but it could have gone a lot further than it did. Right on. So we'll, we'll get into all that. There's a yeah. lot to talk about. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com. Click that big old beautiful members only button, sign up, and then go to the members area where you can see a whole bunch of amazing members only exclusive segments. We were talking with Kimberly Klasik the other day. She said Black Lives Matter was a communist organization, most mostly a response to what many Chinese donors were saying. They were giving money to the Proud Boys because they fear that Black Lives Matter is trying to stage a communist revolution in the United States. And so we talked to Kimberly Klasik about it, and she made she she spoke a lot about how the democratic policies have been just a disaster for black families. So go to TimCast.com. Sign up if you want to see segments like that. We also talk about Gina Carano. We got Jack Murphy. We got Drew Hernandez. A lot of really great uh, conversations. And don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Hit that notification bell and share the show with your friends if you really like it. Leave us five stars on iTunes, Spotify, and good reviews. Let's get into that first story. We got CNN. Uh, good old trusty CNN. Facebook tried to punt the Trump decision. That backfired. It's an interesting take. They say the Facebook oversight board was designed to make some of Facebook's most difficult decisions for the company. But on Wednesday, the board put one of the biggest dilemmas facing the platform back on Facebook and company CEO Mark Zuckerberg. The board said Facebook was right to suspend Trump in the immediate aftermath of the insurrection. But Facebook couldn't just make the suspension indefinite with no actual rule on its book. So basically, everybody was waiting for this huge moment. Was this supposedly independent body going to say Donald Trump should be allowed back on. Instead, they were like, well, I mean, Mark, Mark, you decide. So there's no real point having them. We knew this was going to be the case. We know that, 
I, I, let me just slow down. Is anyone really surprised? I'm, I'm, I'm surprised people are like, well, this is crazy. A sitting president was banned. Yeah, he was banned four months ago. What are you talking about? How is this news? Yeah, I mean, did anyone really expect this Facebook oversight board staffed entirely by anti-Trump figures, uh, people who compared Trump to Hitler in one case, was ever going to come to any other conclusion? Of course they were going to uphold the ban. And what they've done is they've essentially passed the buck back to Facebook saying, you know, well, in, in six months you have to make a final decision. It's, it's in your court now. So uh, Facebook already made their final decision. Yeah. The oversight board was supposed to be the special thing, but I'm, I just love how, how stupid so many people are when they were like, first of all, the journalists who were like, oh no, oh, what if, what if, what if they overturn Trump's ban? Oh, geez. <laughs> but then you have these, these GOP guys, these, 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 uh, congressmen and women who are like, I can't believe they made this decision. Uh, we gotta break up these companies. It's, just, it's all meaningless. It's a big, meaningless waste of our time. Yeah, what's the GOP going to do at the national level? They don't hold power. When they did hold power, they didn't do any do much about it. I will say the Trump administration was on the verge of doing something about it in the final year, but the final year was too late. They should have acted uh, 2017, 2018, when people started getting banned from these these platforms. Uh, the only hope uh, on a political level now is at uh, at the state level. And, you know, Texas right. has an interesting bill. Florida has a mm, uh, could-be-worse bill, I guess. Uh, Is it better than nothing? It's better than nothing. It does impose some transparency requirements on the tech companies, which, unlike the rest of the bill, can actually be enforced. Uh, But the Texas bill actually is very interesting, and uh, Senate Bill 12 in Texas, that's worth taking a look at. What is that going to do? So uh, unlike the uh, the Florida bill, the Texas bill has a general provision against viewpoint-based censorship that uh, doesn't mention the word common carrier or public accommodation, which are the two laws you can use to regulate businesses and, you know, restrict who they can and cannot deny service to. Uh, but it functions in much the same way. And the reason why that's important is because unless th- there are only like uh, a few legal routes and, you know, I'll preface it by saying I'm not a lawyer, but there's only a few legal routes you can go to set to tell a business who they can and cannot deny service to or whose speech they can and cannot host because otherwise they'll just say, well, we're businesses. Businesses are considered persons by uh, by U.S. law. Therefore, we have First Amendment rights to, to host the viewpoint we want and to censor the viewpoints we want. But there are certain types of businesses that can't do that. Uh, common carriers have to provide access to everyone on a reasonable, non-discriminatory basis. Uh, public accommodations have to do the same under civil rights law. There are also state laws like California's UNRWA law, which is very wide-ranging and has actually been used uh, in uh, in viewpoint discrimination cases successfully to say, no, businesses can't exclude people. Like, even small businesses can't exclude. The UNRWA law, is that what you said? The UNRWA law. That's a California law. Right, right. I, I remember uh, talking about that book. Can you, can you break it down for us? Uh, so it's, it's like a wider-ranging uh, version of, like, the civil rights law. You can't discriminate based on, like, a wide range of categories. And courts in California have interpreted that to extend to viewpoint. So um, really? businesses that try to exclude like political extremists from uh, their their uh, their property uh, have been shot down in the courts. The courts have said that you can't do that. Uh, under the California Constitution, as well, uh, there was a very famous case in the 1980s, and this is an unrule. This is their, this is their constitution. But there was a famous case in the 80s uh, called Pruneyard v. Robbins, and that was a shopping mall uh, that was taken to court because it didn't allow political activism uh, on their property. And the court said, well, under California law, under the California Constitution, shopping malls have to allow political activism on their property. So if California can do all those things, there's no reason why Texas can't do it, Florida can't do it, any red state can't do it to the tech companies. Can't you just sue based on California law then to get your account reinstated or what? Well, this is the thing. Uh, you know, this has been tried before. The, the problem that all these state laws will run into is 
the uh, well first of all that didn't apply to tech companies you'd have to write it and specifically apply to tech companies uh the other problem of course is section 230 of the communications decency act uh, which is the law that says tech companies can censor a wide range of content, that they're not liable for user speech, and that only applies to tech companies. It doesn't apply to shopping malls. Man, talk about one of the stupidest things. You know, I, I can't blame I can't blame uh, the government, the, 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 the apologists at the time necessarily, because they had no idea what they were dealing with. And and to a certain degree, it made sense. But a lot of people don't realize. I hear this all the time when people are like, they're, they're a publisher now. They're a publisher. It's like, no, that's not what the law means. That's not how it works. Like the New York Times, you can't sue them for the comments. But there are a bunch of really important points to be made. Like when Twitter publishes those little blurbs and news things, yeah, that is Twitter speech. That's Twitter making a statement. Everyone's a publisher if you have a website. Even Twitter. But it doesn't. It's 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 actionable when Twitter says something, not when one of their users says something. Uh, yeah. Well, what blows my mind? I've said this before. Is that Wikipedia enjoys the protection of Section two thirty? I mean, that how, is, how though? That makes no sense to me. Uh, uh, Wikipedia says it's an interactive computer service, just like Facebook and Twitter, and you know it provides a forum for all these anonymous editors to make these articles. But the function of Wikipedia is clearly a traditional publisher. It brands itself as an encyclopedia, and it so, says on every article from Wikipedia, not from you know Joe Bob Jr. Precisely, and you know if the Encyclopedia Britannica published you know in its paper encyclopedia, far less influential than Wikipedia these days, if they defamed someone, they'd be held liable for that. But Wikipedia defames people all the time. It's the entire purpose of some of these articles about. Conservative figures, and yet conservatives can't sue them over that. Why can't That's, you sue them? Has anyone tried? Uh, people have tried, yes, in, in various uh, jurisdictions. But uh, have they ever made that argument that Wikipedia is not? Look, it's it's it's. Uh, we've talked about this before. We had Larry Sanger on, who was one of the co-founders, and we talked about how on Twitter it says, you know, at Libertarian Blue, it's you, it's your account, your words. Wikipedia says from Wikipedia. If you want to see what the users posted, you got to go to the you got to go to to the uh, the, the um, not, what's it called? The history. You got you got history. View, yes. view the history of the article, and then you can see post made by this person. The article itself is not is is an article published by Wikipedia. Period. Uh, yeah, but somehow Section Two Thirty protects it, and it just shows how broken the law is that it's protecting the most one of the most powerful publishers out there, the site that's at the top of nearly every Google search that maybe, can defame maybe, almost anyone. Maybe the issue is people haven't sued properly, and the argument needs to be. Show the judge a picture of the article where it says from Wikipedia and say, so long as Wikipedia, Wikipedia purports that the words on this page that show no reference to any users or any uh, individuals, it says all of this is from Wikipedia. Then Wikipedia has asserted it has published this of its own volition. Mm. I mean, I, I would like to see people try. I'm not a lawyer, but I, I assume like the amount of people that Wikipedia has defamed, I, I'm amazed that uh, all of them, if, if, they, one. if there was a possibility, even the slightest possibility, you could win a defamation case against them. I'm sure someone would have tried it by now. But I could be wrong. I, I hope to be proven wrong on that point. I guess the issue is damages. Yeah. You know, for uh, proving damages is always particularly hard. But the, the main issue is that you need millions of dollars to do it. I've heard so many stories from prominent conservatives where they've been defamed a million, a, a million and one ways. And it's like, well, I don't have any money, so I can't sue them. Mm. And that's all. That's it. that's it. Massive corporations can get away with it. Individuals can't really do much about it. That's why social media was so powerful, because it finally gave the individuals a chance to speak up and push back. Well, now that's being threatened. If you got the wrong opinions, you're gone. Yeah, if the uh, the momentum of the alternative media and independent journalism that existed in 2015 and 2016 had been allowed to continue, who didn't have the rise of censorship, would have totally eclipsed CNN and the New York Times and Washington Post. That's why they had to kill it. 
kill uh, kill you know the, uh, online freedom right, freedom right, of speech right. picture this you're driving on the open road taking in the beautiful views this country offers then out of nowhere you hear a noise and your car breaks down while still frustrating you feel protected because you have a plan through car shield car shield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs all you have to do is call before a breakdown Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com slash carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com slash carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. Carshield.com slash carlson. That's carshield.com slash carlson. I think people need to realize, I, need you, I think people need to stop and take a look at some web archives. Look at what the internet was 15 years ago compared to what it is now. Look at YouTube 10 years ago compared to what it is now. And you're going to go, wow. I did not realize how much it changed before Google bought YouTube. No, mm-hmm. no, no, no. I mean, 2006. Yes, but I'm just I saying. Say like, anything, but it was pretty close. I'm just saying, the internet in general has become Disney. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. back in the day, the internet was nuts. And it Disney's was become crazy. Trash. The iron law of oligarchy. Eventually, eventually, ruling elites inevitably emerge from any uh, any system. Yeah, well, uh, the issue, I suppose, is it's a tendency within any system, I suppose, for uh, organization, right? So you look at movies. We used to make crazy movies. A lot of them would flop. Some would succeed. And you ended up with weird things like Groundhog Day. Hmm. Amazing movie. I don't think it made blockbuster money. What happens is over time, people start realizing, you know, it makes money, giant robots blowing up buildings and, you know, cars exploding. So you get a bunch of Transformers movies with very little story, if if any, because it transcends culture. So big explosions can be sold all over the world, but American culture with, a, with you know, English speak, speakers is harder to sell in foreign countries. You got to do a bunch of work. So they're like, just make it a bunch of explosions, little dialogue. And then what ends up, ends up happening is we get all movies that are just derivative Bland. Remakes, bland, yeah, yeah, lowest common denominator stuff. The fifth, sixth, seventh Spider-Man remake, okay, enough already. Yeah, 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 and now we're at uh, the same place, in the same, same, the same way in the internet. You know, uh, for a long time, people just made whatever they want on the internet. It was a really weird place where people did weird things, and then big companies started to realize what really made money. They started to invest in only certain things. Then big companies didn't like the idea of fringe weirdos, started banning them, and now look at the kind of shows that are available to you on on YouTube. What, man, people, people, you really need to think about this. Only a few years ago, you could go on YouTube and search for the most ridiculous thing, like, you know, DMT, for instance. Now you do, and it's all like CNN, CBS, NBC. It's all just big mainstream corporations. It's like turn on the TV. Mm. Yeah, we leaked the, uh, we leaked the YouTube blacklist on this at Breitbart back in 2018. They have a literal list at YouTube that they call the controversial query blacklist. And it's just a bunch of political terms. And whenever they add a term to that blacklist, has thousands of entries, by the way. Whenever they add a term, it just reorders the search results. So there's yeah. just CNN, BBC, and, you know, whatever, everything else you'd expect. I love, I was searching for um, Project Veritas recently because, you know, they, they, they uh, put uh, out that music video. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oligarchy. Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking up Project Veritas and I'm, I type in, you know, project and I can see all the suggested posts. Like YouTube's like, 
you know, it, it gives you suggestions as to what it thinks you're trying to type. And then as soon as I typed in V-E-R, it just disappeared. <laughs> All the suggestions <laughs> were <laughs> gone. And, I, and then it's like, ah, oh, they figured out where I'm going and they don't like it. They're not going to autofill it for me. How ridiculous is that? Hoping that I just search for Project Ver and then get some <laughs> random channel. Maybe it's a good idea to create a channel called Project Very. For and, sure. And then just like, you know, talk about Project Veritas and that's it. Yeah. Then YouTube will autofill Project Very. Project Verit. Project Verit dot. Verita. As. Project, Project Verit dot as. Get <laughs> <Yes>. it. <laughs> dot as. No, no, no. Just Project Verit so that. When, when people are searching for it, it autofills, and then people will click your channel instead. Uh-huh. Veritus with a U. Veri- well, no, it wouldn't. I, I guess short. I suppose it would autofill that. In 2008, um, I was really politically active on YouTube, just like screaming at the at the internet to that we have the control now. Now that we have internet video, the president of the United States, president of Russia, can do a video chat, and everyone can watch. You don't need Secret Service. We're new in a new paradigm. And I was talking, and people were like lighting up, believing it. And so CNN wanted to get in on it. So they funded the CNN YouTube debates. And for the first time in history, they took YouTubers' questions for the the candidates. And it was the most – I asked, like, about the Federal Reserve. I want to know why the banking establishment had co-opted our government. No, no, no. What They they had the most cookie-cutter stuff. But they were like, look how we're part of – this is CNN. Look how we're part of this new uprising, this new – and then it took about two or three years. By 2011, they completely co-opted the political conversation. Google bought it. Yeah, they don't do anything like that anymore. No, no. And then they, they don't even do it anymore. They now, realize- now, now they just ban the comments on the White House videos, and mm. now they're, YouTube's eliminating thumbs down for Joe Biden because nobody likes the guy. Mm. Oh, yeah. They, they love Internet freedom and social media when, uh, when it was helping elect Obama and helping do coups in the Middle East. But uh, as soon as 2016 comes along and get Brexit and Trump, everything changes. You go back to 2012, you will see articles in the wake of the Obama re-election like Facebook and the power of friendship. And, you know, it's, it's impact on the 2012 election. So they, they loved it for a while. Mm-hmm. From- I, think, I think shows like this, and I mentioned this before, it is, is functions as a pressure release valve for a lot of people who are frustrated. You know, right now there's a lot of people who are listening, hearing us talk about censorship, and it's making them feel good that their concerns are being addressed. But YouTube and Facebook and Twitter knows that this conversation likely won't result in anything meaningful. The Republicans right now, in response to the the Trump announcement, are saying stupid things like, it's time to break up these big tech monopolies. And it's like, what? Now the 20th century. What are you talking about? Facebook, the reason Facebook works is because everyone uses it. You can't break Facebook into 10 different Facebooks. Then what? All of a sudden, Ian and I aren't on the same network anymore. And so how does it work? I suppose if they break them up and force them to go open source and like decentralize, but that would destroy the company outright. Mm. So it's not something that can be done. What needs to happen is regulation on the platform that allows speech. However, what's happening is there are some people that YouTube allows. And why, why is it that I see every day a YouTube channel get nuked for the stupidest reason or no reason at all? But we're allowed to keep doing the show. Why? Like I said, I think it's a pressure release valve. If they got rid of every single you know channel then you'd end up with a whole bunch of people losing it outright, feeling like they've been just booted out. They have nothing left and they go nuts. But they need good old, you know, milk toast Timcast IRL so that people are like tuning in and hearing this and going, yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good to get the truth. And it is. But they also know that it's just enough to keep people calm. Correct. And, you know, if, if you go, if you step out of line even a little bit, they'll, uh, they'll just ban you. So, you know, there are some things everyone knows they can't say. They banned DeSantis. YouTube banned DeSantis because he held a, uh, a COVID-19 roundtable with some of the signs of the Great Barrington Declaration. They, they outright banned him? Uh, I or think it was they... a temporary suspension, I believe. But, you know, there's a governor of red state just, you know, who will probably run president in 2024. Yeah, well, look, you know, 
I said on Twitter, I think Trump shouldn't run because he's, it's, he's too hot. As soon as, as soon as Trump pops his head up, every single uninitiated liberal is going to be screaming and banging their head on the wall, just freaking out. And if you have someone like DeSantis, they'll still smear him. They'll try, but DeSantis will not invoke the same kind of anger that people had when it was Trump. Well, however, I'll just say, I, I don't think a Republican can win. You know, a lot of people are like, maybe the Republicans can win in 2022. And even I was saying it just the other day because libs have gone to sleep. I'm not confident because what's going to happen is a conservative from 10 years ago will never win an election for a few reasons. One, the modern Republican Party is more about Trump and populism than it was about establishment conservatism. But more importantly, if you even say half the things that the Democrats said, they'll call you far right and they'll, they'll suspend you or shadow ban you. So what's going to happen is a Republican might win in 2024, but this Republican is going to be basically Bernie Sanders. And then the, the, the Democrats going to be, you know, further left, a full blown communist, maybe not by 2024, but certainly in the next, you know, 15 or 20 years when all of our opinions are being filtered through the far left lens of Silicon Valley, conservatives get banned and the remaining conservatives are the milk toast centrist conservatives. And then 10 years after that, those people are fringe far right or banned and the conservatives are going to be socialist other kin or something. That's mm-hmm. I mean, when we're talking about, you know, lots of people say, you know, the 2020 election was stolen. Uh, but uh, in a sense, it was, but it was done in the open by Silicon Valley censorship, which they didn't, even, was, they didn't even try to hide the censorship. I mean, we Breitbart News found out that Google was censoring us through Google's own analytics tools. So they didn't they didn't care that we how knew. did that happen? What did they say? Uh, so they introduced a major algorithm change around six months before the election. And right after that algorithm change, uh, impressions and clicks on, uh, no, Breitbart's uh, visibility on, uh, on Google search for Breitbart news links, it, it went straight off a cliff, like went right down. So it was clearly something artificial. How right. to a bunch of other conservative sites as well. And that remained the case for, uh, when right was- until the election. Plus, you could search for the exact string of Breitbart news headlines in Google and the link wouldn't come up. Right. Same thing was, hap- yeah. was happening to my other channels as well. And it wasn't until I talked about it on this show that one day people are like, oh, no, your channels are back. You would take the exact title of one of my videos and put it in Google and it wouldn't come up. So something happened around, I think it was like May of 2018, where is that was that when you noticed the algorithm shift? Uh, it was a little bit later than that. I would say it was May of uh, 2020. 2020. Yeah. So in, around six months before the election. In May of 2018, there was you know, tons of people were talking about it. You could look in your analytics and check your recommendations and you'd see just one day it went boom to like one went from like 10% to like 1%. And then people weren't getting any suggestions anymore for any political content that was deemed to be, you know, just anti-Democrat, anti-woke. And it's, it's, it's remarkable because back then I said Republicans were too stupid to deal with it. That's still true today. Three years later, they are mm. still not smart enough to save their own careers. And what's going to happen is by the time any modern, young, center-right conservative type gets into office, then the system will be, it'll be too late. And you're not going to be able to get elected because the conservative, the, the Republicans at that point are going to be socialists. Well, I, I think um, I'm a little bit more optimistic because I think um, the, the Internet freedom that existed before 2016, that, that red-pilled a lot of people. And, you know, those people have not forgotten. They're still out there, millions of people. Um, and I think what what people need to do is focus less on national elections and more on activism at the local level, at the precinct level, at, you know, influencing their local Republican Party or their local Democrat Party, because that's where you can start change, you know, from the bottom up. 
it's much less competitive there. You don't need thousands of votes. You need hundreds or dozens. And just it's at the state level, get some at the at the, pre- at the precinct level. Yeah. And you go from the precinct level to the uh, the county level to the the state senate level to the state level. Then why don't we just have like a why don't we start with like a small town implementing these these common carrier rules? Uh, well, no. With with common carrier rules, you need the state. But to influence the state, you need to get involved at the precinct level. Yeah. So, uh, for example, uh, one of the bad things th- I like the Texas uh, Tech Bill, but one of the bad things Texas did recently, the Texas Republican Party rather, was uh, issue a motion uh, taking the party off Gab. Right, 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 right. Yeah, because of uh, concerns about uh, anti-Semitic hate speech or whatever. And Gr- Governor Abbott supported that. That was. Uh, it's kind of weird that, you know, the Texas Republicans are saying, oh, we're going to support free speech with this bill, which hasn't passed yet, but we're also going to leave the only, you know, free speech social network. Yeah, so we have this from Texas Scorecard. Texas GOP Executive Committee votes to delete Gab account. How did your state Republican Executive Committee members vote? So this shows, I guess, everyone uh, how all these individuals voted. They say during their quarterly meeting in Laredo this past weekend, the state Republican Executive Committee voted 35 to 25 to delete the Texas GOP's Gab account after much debate. Consisting of one man and one woman from each of the state's 31 districts, the SREC is essentially the governing body of the Republican Party. They go on to say Gab is an alternative social media platform. And uh, wow. That's very stupid. But yeah, on the one hand, that's a black pill because the party that's supposed to be anti-censorship uh, and, you know, anti-smears of bigotry and racism and anti-Semitism, things like that, is doing stupid things like this. But on the other hand, you know, you look at this. This is the uh, executive committee of the GOP party in Texas. It's not that hard to influence that if you get involved at the local level, at the lo- local precinct level and send delegates to the GOP convention uh, and, you know, make legislative suggestions, which anyone can do if you're a member of the party there. So, you know, if more people did that, this would be a lot harder to do. It feels like not just with these stories, but a bunch of other stories I've, I, you know, we've been hearing about for the past months. The system is just rotten to its core. And I don't, I don't see how we pull out of this, uh, this tailspin. The foundation is cracking. The, it's, it's, it's like a building, you know, and the wood is rotten and the foundations are, are crumbling and people are trying to come in and trying to hold the building up, but it's going down, man. I don't, I don't know. I, look, people can be, Fairly optimistic, but you take a look at what's going on with Antifa getting released. You know, they, they commit felonies and they're free to go. A woman, you know, sells coffee and then she gets arrested. Big tech keeps doing this. The Republican Party is so pathetic and so weak that they've known about this problem for years and just sit there going, I don't know. I think anybody that hides behind a political party is pathetic and weak. But, the, but what do you do? Start you your do? own party. You don't need a party. Sure, sure. But, that, but regardless, the foundation is broken because there's too many people who are like, I have to vote Republican, otherwise a Democrat will win. When you, you say the foundation is busted and you have the allegory of the building falling down, what is it? What is the, the found? What is it? The system that you're talking about, like Western literally capitalism, with our country, the United States, the government? function of government and business is rotten to its core, specifically just the United States. I mean, other countries have other problems. I don't live in those other countries. I live in the United States. So I can talk to you about the U.S. I think other countries have problems. The U.K., whew. They got it way worse. That country is on fire. I know. Yeah. A lot of countries. Resting a worse. guy for making a YouTube video with his, with his girlfriend's dog. Man, those people are nuts. But we got that stuff happening here too, to, to a certain degree. A guy getting arrested for posting lap, uh, for, for, for posting rap lyrics. They said mm. those rap lyrics were, were threats of terrorism. It happens. There was that Ricky Vaughn case as well. A guy getting arrested for posting memes in 2016. Yeah, that's interesting because which was, which was copied by a left winger who was not arrested. The meme was like giving false information on how to vote or something. Yeah, but then a left wing comedian did the exact same thing, imitating this, and you know she's just fine. Right, right, right. 
Yep, she made a video, I think, saying mm-hmm. the same thing. Yeah, well, this, so so the justice system is completely at the at the whims of the extremists. You look at the Chauvin trial. You so this is this is amazing. In the Chauvin trial, you have uh, this juror who lied, said he didn't go to these protests. He did. The Floyd family spoke there. Then he claimed he doesn't remember owning that George Floyd shirt. And then Jack Posobiec not only found a picture of him wearing it, but found a video of him in his own YouTube channel wearing the shirt. This guy's clearly lying. And you know what's going to happen? Nothing. There's not going to be a new trial. The system is rotten to its core. Mark Zuckerberg can do whatever he wants. They call him in over and over and over again. Nothing happens. They're just, it's a pressure relief valve. The system is, is, is corrupt. There's Democrats extracting all they can from the system as it burns to the ground. And Republicans are just also essentially getting as much as they can out of it while it burns to the ground. And just telling you they're giving you enough to make you think they're fighting back when they are not. These last few years have not been easy on our economy. And with tax season finally arriving, there will be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them and pocketing profits for themselves. America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-431-5684 and you'll be in touch with America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS's predatory tactics and put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. The, what was it, the $1,600 checks they sent everyone that are worth, I'm sorry, what were you going to say? Uh, I was going to say hash, hashtag, uh, hashtag not all Republicans. Senator mm-hmm. Bill Haggerty, the, uh, the senator, the new senator from Tennessee has introduced a, uh, a big tech bill that's actually good. That, uh, you know, you know what? I, I, sure, not all Republicans. Um, I like Rand Paul. You know, we, 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 we're, we're just going to praise Ron Paul. Ron Paul's a good dude. Rand Paul's pretty good. Uh, they're not all perfect. I, I like this thing about common carriers, but let me tell you, man, when the Republicans had the power, they did nothing. Well, they actually it, sided with Russiagate. That was in part because they weren't uh, feeling the pressure from the base. When they feel the pressure, they actually they actually flip pretty quickly. I, I saw this firsthand during the uh, the confirmation of Nathan Symington at the FCC. Uh, this was this was a guy who I knew personally was uh, you know not bought by special interests, who was opposed to tech censorship, who'd worked on efforts against tech censorship. Uh, but Republican senators, they wanted an establishment guy there. So they were wavering. You know, if it was left up to Republican senators, they wouldn't have let this guy through. But, uh, you know, at Breitbart News, did, you know, article after article, putting the spotlight on each Republican senator that was wavering. And, like, within, you know, days of doing that, the senators all flipped and said, oh, yes, of course, we'll support Trump's nomination to the FCC. It is possible to, uh, to accomplish change through the system, but only if you, like, keep the spotlight on these people, like, 24-7. It's it's possible that because the, the the traditional liberals have gone to sleep now that the Democrats have taken everything, come 2022, conservatives and disaffected liberals, moderates, the anti-woke are in full offensive, and the libs have gone to sleep thinking they've won. So maybe in 2022, the Republicans gain back the House. Mm. Maybe they'll get back the Senate. Maybe in 2024, they can get back the presidency. But I got to say, I'm not confident that even if they do, they'll do anything. They're, they're, look, uh, 
people like Ted Cruz, you know, I think he's better than most of them. But I still think all of them are more worried about what the New York Times thinks of mm-hmm. them than what their their constituents do. That's because true. Republicans need to start ignoring the media. This needs to be the new paradigm. Well, and it's like be- everyone, like with a, with a platform or in a position of influence, just ignore the media. Absolutely. Stop participating in their broken systems. Pe- th- these, these Republicans are probably sitting there thinking – well, if I actually do the right thing, they'll lie about me and then I'll lose fun. I'll, then people won't want to donate to me and corporations will get scared. So I better just toe the line for what the media says. And thus the media dictates what the Republicans do. The Republicans do just enough to make it seem like they're doing something and they do nothing. So what happens when the Republicans actually win back these seats? Then all of a sudden you're going to see them say, well, hold on. We need to have a hearing and slow down. We can't just do this. Democrats, on the other hand, are like rubber stamp at all. Set the place on fire. Dude, they're getting paid massive amounts of money to sit there and just field questions and talk about stuff. They're getting paid. They don't barely do anything. And then they're getting bribed by corporations to pass bills and to vote yes on stuff they haven't read. So busted. But they how, how many, how, 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 how many times, how many elections are we supposed to go through crossing our fingers? Right. I think one of the issues, too, is that millennials have only have only experienced so many election cycles. And so as the older generation starts to fade out and retire and stop paying attention or pass on, then you, you end up with the next generation of, you know, Gen Xers and millennials who are just basing everything off of. We've been through four election cycles and we've seen this, that and this. This is the time. This is our chance. If you took one person who was a thousand years old, he'd be like, oh, yeah, this again. We've, we've gone back and forth with this like hundreds of times. Yeah, you're not going to get what you want. The system is a, is a gross amalgam of weird, corrupt policies that don't make sense half the time. And they'd so, also be like, don't break your country. <clears throat> don't break your country. Yeah, just come on, guys. It's up to you. Please no, it's, it. it's, it's broken. Well, they're breaking it. There's it's people setting fires I know. For, for over a year. The riots have been continuing. And then we get the FBI being like, these domestic, these far right terrorists are the biggest threat. And you're like, I, I, I didn't have to, I didn't hear helicopters and sirens outside my house because of the far right. I didn't have to move an event I was putting on near my home with, with guest speakers because of the far right. The far right was the terror. It was the boogeyman. Terrorist it was boogeyman. because Antifa called and threatened to burn the theater down. Yeah. It was because far left rioters crossed the bridge and started rioting in the suburbs. Yet I turn on the TV and you, the system is dominated by the cult. Mm-hmm. These people who don't care, you know, and I really believe a lot of these people who go on TV, these like, you know, Chris Ray or whatever, the FBI, they, they know they're lying. Of course they do, but they don't care about you. And they don't, they, all they care about is making sure the New York Times is nice to them. They're all more worried about what the New York Times has to say than the people of this country. There was a Solzhenitsyn quote about this during the Soviet Union, uh, something like, uh, we know they're lying. They know that we know that they that they they know that we know that they're lying, and we know that they know that, that we, we know, know, that they know that they're li- that they know. <laughs> that's that's what it's getting to. That, that's the point we're getting to. There's a lot of traditional liberals who don't know anything, and it's the, the the best example is that they've all gone to sleep. They're no longer paying attention to politics. The ratings are dropping. They don't care. They never cared, and it's scary that these people are empowering sociopaths and psychopaths. And that's true for Republicans, too. There's a lot of conservatives who go to sleep all the same, don't pay attention. And that's why you end up with a lot of never-Trumper conservatives who just all they cared for was the establishment. That's why you end up with, with, with Kinzinger in Illinois getting all this support and getting these votes. Because you've got people who just don't care. Mm-hmm. Dude, 
I think they're on the way out. I think Liz Cheney's on her way out. She might lose her leadership position. Kinzing is going to be redistricted out, and he'll probably get like a position on MSNBC as a comment as a uh, ex Republican commentator. Very popular. Uh, but they they seem they do at the moment they seem to be on their way out of the party, except for like you know the really smart ones like Dan Crenshaw, who like you know pretend to be all MAGA but are basically just establishment. Yeah, but they have. It's interesting that they have to pretend to be MAGA. Right, right, right. Because I think that there's a lot of people who are uh, uh, who woke up due to the internet. They're paying attention now. They're getting their facts. They're watching shows like this, and they're realizing, you know, the media's lying a lot. But the media is doing everything in its power to make sure they can maintain the facade. So one thing that's got to happen is YouTube's got to got to purge itself. YouTube mm-hmm. wants to be Netflix. They don't want to be YouTube anymore. Let me ask you a question. What's let me ask everyone a question. What's worse, big media or big tech? Big tech. Yeah, tech. Why would you say? I would say big media. Why, why would you guys say tech? Because big tech can block you from talking to your own mother. Correct. But what drives that? I think big media dri- has driven most of the tech censorship. Uh, because you, might you, be see, right. you see this happen, like whenever Facebook or I, YouTube doesn't move quickly enough. I'm not saying you know the tech companies are blameless, but whenever they uh, they don't move quickly enough, uh, they'll start up these huge advertiser boycotts. They do against YouTube, against Facebook, and the whole panic around disinformation and fake news was started by the media. Right, right. But if that hadn't that, happened, that, 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 there would have been some pressure on the tech companies to censor. But it's only because of the relentless pressure from the media over the past uh, four or five years that this has but, escalated but so rapidly. The Hunter Biden story was censored by big tech before there was any media. There were some tweets from journalists. Well, I think it's sure. gone to the point now that they're anticipating what the media will do and what the Democrats will do. The reason I said tech is because they can build the algorithms that you don't see. And that, like, with media, at least you see what they're feeding you and other people are eating it. Maybe you're not, but at least you see it, that that's what they're eating. But with tech... Um, algorithms you don't know like why am i seeing the things i think i like i don't know because some some scientist in a room has decided that he wants me to see it that way and i can never know because of the proprietary i think i think over time youtube's going to slowly excise channels like this they are doing everything in their power to make it seem like that well they're not they're not banning or censoring you but they will reduce visibility slowly over time go open a private over open open a private window in a browser and then go to youtube.com and you'll be like, wow, is this what people are watching? Yes, because it's the only thing they know, it's the only thing they know that exists because it's what YouTube gives them. Mm. Open up a, a new account on Spotify. See, here's the music they're recommending to people. We are, we are in this small space of, I guess, I don't know what you'd call it, right? Uh, um, initiated individuals, I guess is the one we describe it. People who have paid attention to politics who know what's going on. And they're doing everything in their power to make sure that more people don't come into the space and just go back to sleep. Everything's okay. We're going to keep blowing up kids in the Middle East. Don't ask any questions. Take the blue pill. Saddam Absolutely. Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. Actually, he didn't. But they told us that for years. And that allowed us to invade Iraq huh. and station troops and murder. How many tens of thousands, or hundreds of thousands of civilians? Lots of civilians. How many people have died? Hundreds of thousands. Yeah. This is the same companies that are giving us the lies now about the far this and the far and the extremist this and the color of that guy's skin. Like, and you know what the be- you know what the best thing about all of it is? In fifty years, if they if they win, no one will ever talk about this conversation ever. Again. No one will remember. Yeah, it'll be it'll it won't be, be in the history books. It won't be in the history books. It'll be purged. It'll be excised from the from the uh, the great libraries of the, 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 of the digital cloud, and uh, it'll never have happened. As soon as these generate the generation that we're in passes, if they have their way, and it sounds like nothing's going to stop them because the Republican Party is a bunch of feckless losers, then we end up in 50 years with 
the Republican Party is a bunch of socialist otherkin arguing with communist transhumanists who have already integrated their you know bodies into robot bodies. And I made this joke on Twitter, but it's not even it's not, it's not meant to be a joke. It's it's, it's the truth. In in fifteen years, you're going to have a young Republican being like, everybody knows that socialism is good, but these communists are too far left. <laughs> That's the way it's been going. You they, can see it happening. Absolutely. You, can, you, you you just need only look back a little bit to the 90s, to look back to the 2000s when Bernie Sanders is like, we need a border barrier. Hillary Clinton, Kerry, all these people are like, build, build the wall. Then Trump's like, okay, build the wall. How dare you? You're far right. Open borders now. The, the people who used to protest the, the World Trade Organization, this is hilarious. The battle, the battle for Seattle or whatever, the battle in Seattle. Remember that? Late ni- I think it was late 90s. Huge World Trade Organization protest. It was the left saying no to this big free trade internationalist policy. Now they're for open borders. The oligarchy co-opted their own, uh, their own opponents. Uh, I actually read an interesting article by uh, Ang- Angelo C- uh, Codevilla, former senator. Uh, he's out the Claremont Institute. And uh, I'm sort of arguing against myself here because I said, you know, is big media worse than big tech? But what this article argues is that they're all interchangeable. Like the guy who runs the FBI, the guy who runs Facebook, the Democrat politician, the Democrat president, all of the, the guy who runs CNN, all of them are interchangeable elites working towards the same goal. The guy who runs the activist organization is also interchangeable. They trade places and they all want the same thing, which is to reduce the power of the people and increase the power of elites. Check this out. From the Washington, Washington Examiner, Black Lives Matter releases new list of demands, including permanently banning Trump from all digital media platforms. Why, why does Black Lives Matter care about one guy? I thought Black Lives Matter was about empowering, empowering, you know, the black community and stopping the, you know, police brutality. But I guess they're really concerned with making sure the Democrats win. That's one of their, one of their new demands. So this is it. This is this is the proof that their goal is to rewrite history and control from this point on history. If nothing changes in 50 years, Trump may as well not existed. I once had a very long uh, phone conversation with a uh, Facebook press representative who was supposed to just give me like a canned comment for my article. But instead, he went on for 30 minutes trying to persuade me that Black Lives Matter is not a political movement. And when I say that Facebook is political because it supports BLM, I'm, I'm wrong because Black Lives Matter is nonpartisan and nonpolitical and everyone should believe in black lives. Uh, but yes, this nonpartisan, nonpolitical organization wants to, uh, to ban a, uh, wants a president to be banned from office. What do you think the history books all. will say about Donald Trump in 50 years at this, at this space? They're going to say he, he was, uh, he was a white supremacist. They say he was uh, a violent, White supremacist, he incited insurrection and tried to destroy the country, and he was dutifully defeated by a powerful and well-informed electorate who challenged the fake news ecosystem that he had created. That, that'll, that'll, that'll be history. The pictures of him will make him look grotesque. He'll have a bright orange face with tiny hands, and that's all people will know about him. Hmm. I, I, I disagree with that. I think what they'll say is, uh, that this current Republican candidate is way too extreme. Even Donald Trump was more moderate than that. You know, the, oh, wow. this is this is how it always goes. The last Republican uh, president was a moderate, and the uh, the current the current Republican president or candidate is way too far, way beyond there. So George yeah. Bush is now a hero, right. whereas you know at the time he was you know literally Hitler. Yeah, but you look at George Bush now, and and George Bush is parroting the establishment and the woke left. So George- right, which which loves him now, but back but back then they were like you know. 
uh, you know, that this this guy, uh, he's racist, he hates black, he doesn't care about black people, but he's he, a warmonger, he he's Hitler, blah, blah, blah. But they call they call John McCain a racist, and they call Romney a sexist, and you know now these are all heroes of the establishment. So Trump was a moderate, though, compared to them, and they called him far right. Indeed, yeah. So they can't have, you know, they, they, it's hilarious watching, uh, you know, looking at CNN and and you know the, the the Twitter accounts of some of their personalities when they're just trapped in this time vortex where January twentieth has never come, and they're stuck there with Trump all around them, and they're and the things they say about him, I'm like, Wikipedia. And uh, the, look, universities and academia is totally corrupted and tainted with bunk, insane information. They push lies every day. You go on Reddit, you see what people think. They think wrong things because the media is no longer about mainstream corporate press is it, it, for a long time has not been around to inform people. It exists now to misinform people on purpose. Someone got smart and they are like, man. You know, these journalists, maybe it was the mob, maybe it was these corrupt politicians back in the day. They were like, this journalist is going to expose my affair. I can't have that. Well, I know. Let's buy the newspapers. Well, Go- Goebbels, uh, Hitler's propag- minister of propaganda, was legit led spearheaded that charge when they had, they had basically had the first time in history they had TV and they could use media like that. So they decided if you tell a lie enough eventually people will start to believe it. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if people are in the future are told that there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. And, and that, that it was, it was Trump's it. white supremacist followers who are spreading lies. I wouldn't even be surprised if there are people today that think there were. Like, you would oh, think yeah. that would be the most red flag, we made a mistake thing to teach kids, but they don't want that. And I say they, and I hate using they as a bland thing, but this this military complex, whatever you want to call it, military, capitalist, coercive, com- whatever. They they really want to sell bullets. They need to. And they're afraid that if we don't police the world, someone else will. I think it's way, way more than that. I think that's that's overly simplistic. Yeah, I'm being kind because we're on TV. Uh, on the Internet. Yeah, on the Internet. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's about necessarily selling bullets. It's about maintaining dominance. And it's not so much they're scared someone else will police the world. It's that they want to maintain dominance. Everybody wants more. I think it's I think it's fair to say there's concerns about China's expansion and Russia. But if they were really cared about that, if they really cared about that, I'd imagine they'd be taking China more seriously, not being deferential to China. I think the reality is many politicians are like, look, I don't care who's in charge. So long as you keep giving me money and I get to be super rich. So when China starts doing its thing, they go, what's the easiest way to make money on this one? Just side with China. Yeah. The way to understand American foreign policy, I think, is that it, for a long time, it hasn't been in the interest of the American people or in or even the American national interest in terms of maintaining dominance. It's just been, you know, which foreign lobbyists are throwing around money, which think tanks are throwing around money, that, that you know, that the whole Russia panic was driven by these very powerful, influential cross-Atlantic think tanks like the Atlantic Council um, and, you know, the German Marshall Fund, you know, who their entire job is predicated on a U.S., focus on Russia. So at the slightest hint that there might be a pivot from Russia to China, these guys freaked out, which is why they became some of the most anti-Trump people out there. Yep. Yeah, so history is written by the victors. Yeah. And Republic- but, then, but then again, there are also you know people who have an interest in a China focus. So it's, it's just all these groups competing. Man, I'm a bit... Uh, I don't know what the right word is. Pessimistic, to say the very least. There's some there's some positive things we've seen the Olympics just banned uh, Black Lives Matter protests kneeling you know pumping your fist or whatever I think you know we've we've seen some some Hollywood stuff stuff that's been uh, anti woke and it may be because now that Trump's out of office they're like okay we better pull this back before we lose control 
But regardless, the establishment is in control. I've heard a cynical interpretation of the Olympic thing. If the Olympic committee allowed uh, political expression by uh, you know American athletes that have to allow political expression from Chinese athletes right. and North Korean athletes. Actually, it's North Korea banned from the Olympics. I don't know. But all these authoritarian regimes would send their athletes and say, hey, uh, you know, show the, show the hammer and sickle, you know, uh, you know, hold a, hold a sign saying, you know, the Hong Kong protesters are terrorists, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. So uh, they'd have yep. to cave to all these other countries. Well, that's probably why they did it. It's true. And, and, and I'd love to see more protest against China, but I'm, 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 they're, they're still allowed to protest, just not during the games. So I'm like, I mean, it's a good thing. Maybe everybody needs to chill out a little bit. This is like, you know, the violence, the escalation. The problem is it's one-sided. It's, it's the, the people protesting China aren't going around blowing things up. I mean, yeah. in Hong Kong, there was, you know, rioting. But you look at in, in the U.S., it's Antifa. And, and they're gaining ground and they're winning. They're I, winning the legal battle. They're winning the media battle. And the uh, federal law enforcement is acting like they don't exist and, and giving them space to just destroy everything. Mm. To inject some optimism, the state laws against critical race theory. That's a positive development. Lots of red states doing but, this. But, you know, when you were talking about the Florida Florida's law on uh, uh, social media censorship not being enough, yeah. it's the same thing that's true for these bans on critical race theory. It's not you just so. critical race theory. It's, it's, it's wokeness encompasses critical theory in general, which is every aspect of identity. So now you've got a whole bunch of people saying critical race theory, and they're totally ignoring critical gender theory. And, you know... There's a whole slew of identity-based, you know, theories that exist beyond race. So it's like better than nothing, but still, how are we supposed to catch up if if we're going slower than they are? They're not just passing laws; they're burning down buildings, cutting cutting off pigs' heads and putting it on the porches of the of the former home of one of the witnesses in the Chauvin trial. They're lying to get on the trials in the first place. And the good principled, you know, moderates and disaffected liberals and conservatives are like, well, we're not going to do any of that. We shouldn't. And if you even think about doing it, the FBI will go, oh, 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 and they'll send 12 agents down because they found a, a garage pull rope in your house. Yeah, the FBI is just like the enforcement arm of the uh, the Democrat-controlled oligarchy at this point. I mean, it, was, it was during Trump as well. It was, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, forgive me for being a little bit pessimistic, huh? Mm. You know what? Well, pol- politically, yeah, I think it's busted AF, but I think the real solution is technology. Like, if we can have water, um, decentralized water supply for every human, and we're able to tra- travel and live spread out, I think a lot of these problems will dissipate. So, although it is important to focus on these this political stuff, China, America, Black Lives Matter, violence in the streets, but it's not the solution. I don't think it's the solution. Uh, no amount of arguing and yelling and signing paperwork is going to solve it. We need technology that can allow us to become independent. Yeah, the technology is currently owned and controlled by the cult. So, proprietary technology is concerning. In, IP wasn't even invented until <laughs> I think Queen Elizabeth uh, created copyright to, in order to protect the Bibles that she wanted to sell, so that she could maintain profit on all the Bibles. Before that, that didn't exist. You could just kind of trade information freely. No, I think IP should exist. Well, maybe I mean, it should be reformed. Especially somebody, with software code, I think. Somebody who works, you know, 100 hours to make a feature-length film should be compensated for producing that work. And yeah. people th- saying, it's just information. I can share it all I want. It's like, okay, like someone worked really hard to make something they want to sell. That's why crypto works. That's why crypto is so powerful because you can't duplicate it. It's, 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 an, it's a non-duplicatable asset you can have digitally. 
I like the idea, like, if you made a movie and wanted to sell it for nine ninety nine for someone to watch it, and then I got a hold of it and wanted to sell it for a buck for people to watch it, that 90% of those profits would go to you automatically. So if you could somehow code into the software that no matter where it goes and who profits off of it, it always goes back to the creator, at least a large percentage. We're, I'm getting off off topic a little bit. Yeah. But this is... Yeah, I guess the main topic is... I, I'm interested in this, actually. I mean, I think uh, you, were, you were saying earlier about how all these uh, Hollywood studios <coughs> regurg- regurgitate stuff and you know, do, do the same formulas again and again, the same remakes again and again. If they didn't have full control of the... If they didn't have full control over the IPs, and, you know, as you say, if people were allowed to, you know, reproduce and uh, create new stuff off of that IP and all the profits... Or a significant amount of the profits go back to the uh, creator then I think you'd see a lot more creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Creative commons, things like I don't, that. I don't know, though. It's, it's decentralized from the Internet. You know, there used to be a small amount of really big bands and, and movie producers and movie stars who made a lot of money. And now, because movie theaters are going away and because Spotify exists and everything's decentralizing, this is actually what I think is contributing to the destruction of our culture and society, that people can choose whatever they want. So it used to be that everybody's like, what do you watch? Well, you can watch the news or you can watch the Oscars. So everybody would watch the Oscars, whether they liked it or not. It was what was on. Now the Oscars comes on. It's like, eh, what did we watch during the Oscars? I don't remember. We watched something. Oh, Mortal Kombat. I was watching Mortal Kombat instead because it came out. The movie, it's the Citizen Kane of our generation. Excellent, excellent film. Yes, just just totally amazing. And uh, I didn't watch the Oscars. It's so extreme, too. How many videos are on YouTube? Guess. The billions. Billi- you have billions of choices of things to watch during the Oscars. You used to have like 70, maybe, if you had cable. No, you had like five. Before that, you had five. Yeah. ABC, NBC, CBS. Now you have billions th- of things to watch. St- static things that always are there to watch. There's no schedule. There's no, you have to wait till 8 o'clock. I mean, it's a different reality. This is why elites are so scared of the internet, though, because it's taken away that shared reality. And, you know, there were downsides to taking away a shared reality. But it took away a shared reality that they controlled. And that's what they're afraid of. Right. Now people find whatever community they want for whatever they want to believe. And then you end up with people believing insane things. So it's funny. I, I love how, you know, CNN is obsessed with like QAnon and, and Trumpism. And I'm just like the level of damn, like the, the, the level of cultism within like the fringe QAnon people is identical to the zealotry of the woke left. But the woke left is institutionally accepted, spouting ridiculous, insane, fake news nonsense every single day. I think I think one of the most uh, dangerous people on TV, left is like Tucker Carlson is dangerous. I actually think one of the most dangerous would probably be like Chris Cuomo and uh, Tapper. And then to a lesser degree, you know, people like Brian Stelter. Their jobs are to misinform you, to make sure you don't understand the world. It's like they're purposefully trying to make you see things incorrectly so that you can't do anything about it. Case in point, I think it was, was it Tapper? When he was like, was he the one who said you couldn't look at the WikiLeaks documents? Or was that Cuomo? It was, it was one of them. One, yeah. Definitely one of them. They were like, don't, don't forget these WikiLeaks emails. You can't look at them. It's illegal, but we're allowed to do it. And then they can all, all right, what? They want to make sure you don't know things. Brian Stelter on history goes, don't watch the spin. Make sure you come to us. We're the only ones who can bring you the truth. I'm like, you guys are crazy. Yeah, Evil. I mean, you look at the shared reality created by you know institutional uh, corporate media. You know, they they believe insane things about you know white supremacy and feminism and the patriarchy, and they believe this for decades and decades. And I think 
the uh, the QAnon thing, and they're just insane that they now have to uh, compete with other insane realities. I mean, the QAnon thing is not relevant, in my opinion. It's, I mean, sure, there's a lot of people on the internet who believe things that are not true. I know people who believe the earth is flat because they went on the internet and read some weird website. Then I open Vox, and they're repeating fringe conspiracy theories. They did it for years. Bill Maher, I love how, I love how, uh, it's one of the sweetest things, like one of the funniest things to see Bill Maher get corrupted because he's this proud, like rational guy who's like, oh, religion is crazy. And I think, and oh, these Republicans are so dumb. And now it's like, he's coming out and admitting, yeah, Russiagate wasn't real. It's like, but dude, for years you were prattling on about it. Did you not take two seconds out of your day, you spineless coward to actually read the news? No, because people at this age and this point in their careers, they sit back with their eyes half closed. Bill Maher probably sparked up a doobie and then said, just do the work for me. I'm done. And so then some dumb intern turns on CNN and just writes down what he hears. Says, Here, Bill, here's your criticism. And then Bill comes out a week after Covington, a week after Covington, when everything was debunked and says all of the, the, the BS lines. And I'm like, bro, do you have Google? Well, I, I, you know what? I can't blame him because Google's right. banning certain news outlets. Exactly. They're pointing him to confirmation bias. Mm. A lot of times people are getting pointed towards articles that are confirmed what they want to believe. And now he's he's supposed to be the same, the same liberal guy. I, I appreciate the fact that he pushes back on the wokeness, but his talking points are just regurgitated fake news. And the dude doesn't have the wherewithal to actually know what he's talking about. More they, so than many others, to be fair. They want us to, you know, uh, believe that the scariest, most dangerous conspiracy theories are the ones on, you know, anonymous message boards. But the conspiracy theories we should be worried about are the ones that exist in universities and in the CNN newsroom because they're the ones that have influence. Yeah, like the uh, Project Veritas exposing the technical director who's like, we got Trump out, it's what we do, and we're going to be fear-mongering, going COVID death, oh man, gangbusters for ratings. These people are sick. What do you think is more dangerous conspiracy-wise, the World Economic Forum's Great Reset or CNN putting COVID numbers at the top of the screen for emotional manipulation? Uh, I think that they're both, pre- they're both pretty dangerous, which is kind of dodging the question. But um, it uh, goes back to my point that, you know, no one's shared reality is going to be perfectly absent of, you know, nonsense. Because we all end up believing nonsense based on, you know, what our in-group believes. And we all confirm it our, our own biases. The one, the, uh, therefore, the ones we should be most critical of, the, uh, the shared realities we should be most uh, alert to are the ones that come from universities and the mainstream media and these big organizations like the World Economic Forum because those institutions have power. Whereas, you know, random anonymous message board with Q posters does not. I think a lot of what we're seeing is great reset stuff, you know. So there, there, it was interesting. Someone made the point that when they announced 15 days to slow the spread, Mark Zuckerberg said, we're not going to reopen until next June, you know, like a, a year from now or whatever. And then sure enough, that's when a bunch of the states are lifting their, their lockdowns as if Mark Zuckerberg knew, or it's a coincidence, whatever the point is. A lot of these businesses took action, whether it mattered to the pandemic or not. A lot of these states were, were doing things that had nothing to do with the pandemic. For, for, for instance, there was a woman in North New Jersey who was selling things on Facebook online. She had a little resale shop. And when they shut all the businesses down, she was in her business and she was filming things saying, if if you see anything you like, just let me know and we'll ship it out. And the cops showed up with a smile on their face and said, ma'am, you can't do what you're doing. And she was like, what do you mean? They're like, you have to close your store. And she goes, we are closed. No, ma'am, you can't live stream your products and then sell them. What does that have to do with COVID? 
And why did these cops go and do it? Those cops should be fired. But uh, is it, they is it like twenty five percent of people who have not left their homes throughout all yeah. of COVID. Something insane like that. That that's serious delusion. That uh, you know people want to talk about Q and stuff like th- those people. I'm scared of those people. I'm t- I'm terrified of these people because they vote. And it's it's like you see these videos. There's one video recently of a woman wearing. It's like she made out of PVC PVC pipe. This like. <laughs> the square rectangle thing that goes over her body with plastic sheets yeah. and then like her hands can come out through gloves and she's walking around with this thing you see videos i wonder how many of these are jokes right because we bought the space helmet thing which is really funny yeah. i have this thing it's called like microclimate and it's like a space helmet i gotta i gotta admit though i bought it as a gag because it was funny but it's really useful when i'm cleaning out the garage and there's all the mm. dust and pollen and you know i would i would go in there you know, and I try to clean out the dust a bit and I'm sneezing like crazy. And I'm like, I'm going to wear my space helmet. And it works. It's beautiful. It's just big. And it's got air filters in it. And I'm like, this is actually really the nice. Advertisements for, you didn't for, know you needed. Yeah, maybe they should market it as like when you're cleaning in a dusty place. Yes. And you need filters because of, you know. Yeah, and for yeah. your but, eyes but, too. But anyway, you have a lot of these people who, who believe the most insane things. These videos where like people are walking down the street wearing, you know, a hazmat suit or something. And they jump out of the way of people. I've, I have friends. And it's like, dude, I get it. I understand there's a concern about COVID, but some people just go nuts. Yeah, I mean, I understand if you're like in a vulnerable, uh, vulnerable group, if you're older or if you have some sort of condition that makes you particularly at risk due to COVID. But like normal, healthy people are doing this. Like, I got, I don't it's, know it's, it's not just the lockdown. It's yeah. like the extremism. It's the wearing the weird yeah. hazmat suits w- w- with like an air canister. What gutted me of everything I've seen in the last two years is the baby when the baby was born in oh, plastic yeah. and then she, the mom like pressed it against her all the pressing the baby's face against the plastic sheet. So it was protected. I don't know. I don't know. It was just so sad. To be a for the baby's first experience in life to be smushed into plastic. I'm, uh, right, 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 right. The point I'm trying to get to is that there are a lot of people who believe insane conspiracy theories that are unfounded. Not even the mainstream media is saying it, but there's no criticism from journalists over what crazy people are saying. You got to be because you got to be so careful because you can get banned for criticizing that's, specific that's, things you don't even know what they are. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying CNN's Brian Seltzer will never come out and say Antifa is a problem. He's, he's done it like when, when Andy No got attacked, he did a blurb where he's like, a journalist shouldn't get attacked. See, I, uh, there we go. Anyway, moving on. Tucker Carlson, by the way, they won't do it. So yes, we all know QAnon is bad. We all know these people believe crazy things and they never seem to give up. When are, we don't talk about the, the fringe far left conspiracies, the, the lunatics who believe insane, you know, insane things about like, I, I, the left always tries to disavow this. Like, what conspiracies? Well, there's like a whole bunch of weird medicinal websites that are run by crystal woo-woo people who are leftists, who are socialists, who are hippies on farms, who believe insane things about medicine and about hospitals. The media doesn't talk about that. They they, they, they like to talk about anti-vaxxers, but they only ever highlight like a, a conservative or just like some random person on the internet. They don't talk about Russiagate. L- literally four years of the mainstream media propping up completely fake news. And they, and they still do it every single day. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be fantastic. Look, this this bill in Florida, maybe they won't be able to actually enforce these things. But there's a provision saying that news organizations can't be banned based on their content. I have I look I'll preface it by saying I'm not a lawyer, but like the lawyers I have talked to say, 
it's extremely difficult for that to get past the uh, the First Amendment unless you also have some kind of common carrier or public accommodation requirement. I'll say this about the, the Florida bill, though. It does have a pretty strong transparency requirement that can't be dodged, uh, you know, by appeals of the Constitution or to 230. So that could be interesting. It might force these tech companies to really, you know, show us what's going on with their algorithms. Although they might just do that and say, okay, yeah, we are censoring you. We don't care. What are you well, going to do about at, it? At the very least, a bunch of lawsuits will be filed at the state level. Yep, yep, that will happen. And then what's Facebook going to do? They're going to deal with... I mean, we, we, we talked about the other day, you got 21 million people in, in Florida. Let's say uh, a little, it's around half of them are Republicans. Around 20% are probably paying attention on social media because that's the, the number on Twitter. And 2% of those are active on Twitter, actually posting. So you can have between a couple hundred thousand and, or you know tens of thousands of people and millions of people who might actually have issue with these social media companies. Many of them might file lawsuits and have grounds to do so. And they they all- might, but it's doubtful in my view that any of those will you know, survive in court. I think the tech companies will win. Now, the tech- at the state level? At the state level. Now, the, uh- but how if, they pa- if, if the state passes the law and then they go to a court in that state and say, see what your law says? That's what they did. The tech companies the tech will just take it to, to the a- federal. They would have to appeal to the feds. But yeah. that still means they're going to be attacked on multiple fronts, that they're going to have to pay for these lawyers- they're going to have to take it to court, and it's going to cost them a lot of money, and they're not going to get their court costs back. Uh, not that much. Not, 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 uh, it's uh, very hard to impose financial consequences on the tech companies that they actually care about, and it would have to exceed the financial cost that the media can impose on them by whipping up ad boycotts, and that's right. like hundreds of uh, billions, billions well, of the, dollars. Well, the, the, the problem ultimately is none of these things individually. It's our community. It is that we don't care about each other or our country. We have no sh- no shared interests, no shared goals. Every the, the country is split, not just down the middle, because sure, there's a culture war with a left and a right, whatever that you know, whatever those factions may be. But there's subcategories within these factions that are fighting with each other, that that dislike each other. The states are another instance of you know factional conflict, and these boycotts are the most insane. Uh, I'm sorry, these 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 corporations and the ad boycotts are the stupidest things ever. You know, you see Coke now backtracking. Oh, no, we didn't mean to criticize Georgia. It's just absolutely insane that One these corporations are deciding to sacrifice their business for like 7% of the country. One way to look at it is that centralization is fighting decentralization. Like the Internet has busted up everyone's shared realities. We're now going into, you know, the realities we like best. But uh, the the forces of centralization are trying to fight that by suppressing all these ideologies and imposing one shared progressive worldview on everyone. What needs to happen is the law needs to follow uh, the trend of decentralization and actually create, and culture needs to create more tolerance for, you know, diverse viewpoints because viewpoints are getting more diverse as, you know, shared reality breaks down. Right. I see why the centralization is, is doing that because historically if a, if a culture would permeate or break apart, it would be taken over by outside forces. So they're, they want to make sure it's a strong, but if we if we evolve the decentralized system so that it communicates properly with itself, then we should still have similar security to a centralized system. Maybe they, they, maybe they really do like that it's breaking down. Maybe it's just a, a – I mean, look, the Great Reset, this uh, – it's funny when I see people on Twitter say it's a conspiracy theory, and I'm like, but here's their website. It's the World Economic Forum. It's the Davos Group. It's a bunch of extremely wealthy and powerful individuals around the world saying they're doing this, and they're going to do it, and here's what they're going to do, and they're all woke. Yeah, the conspiracy isn't that it exists. The conspiracy is the actual thing they're doing. It's 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 not a theory. It's a conspiracy fact. Small group of people decided to make 
make some moves and make some stuff happen. And they I guess conspiracy implies crime. Oh. So they're not literally advocating for crimes. They're saying everybody should have a stake in the globe. And look what's happening. The price of wood and uh, steel have skyrocketed. Bacon, coffee, chicken, everything's inflating like crazy. The gold to lumber ratio is nearing one. It's at 1.1 or something. What does that mean exactly? So I, I don't know exactly, but it's, a, it's, 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 it's been this way before. It's supposed to be a good sign that there's going to be some kind of normalization, but it does show that lumber is skyrocketing up to gold. Gold isn't going down, so it's mm. inflationary, mm. which means your savings will become worthless. Mm. Your salaries will need to go up substantially, but what's going to happen is there's going to be a period where people can't buy things. You're not going to be able to build a new house. You're not going to be able to expand your company and, buy, and have new projects. There's going to be a very serious recession, maybe even a depression. And that means your savings will be worthless. People, people need to understand this, man. They don't, they don't understand how dangerous it is. It's one of the reasons Doge and Ethereum and Bitcoin are probably skyrocketing. Because not that, look, I'm sure the meme has a lot to do with it. Dogecoin, haha, it's so funny. It was at 63 cents or something, 67 cents at one point. Yeah. But it's a lot of people saying, I don't want to have US dollars right now. So what can I do with it? Oh, here's a meme. People have confidence in this thing. I'll buy some of that. But Bitcoin and Ethereum have real value. Ethereum as a function, as, as an actual uh, tool function for a lot of different services. And Bitcoin just as a, a, a digital store of value and first in best dressed. So people are trying to find a way to not hold U.S. dollars. I certainly that, that's certainly my perspective, which is why gold and silver are, are, you know, also on my mind as well. I think people need to understand if you work right now for one hour and that one hour of labor gives you enough currency to buy, you know, maybe a meal at a restaurant. If you hold on to that in four months, that will not be able to buy you anything anymore. That money that you had that one point could have bought you that chicken dinner won't be able to buy you even a soda. That's what inflation means. It means the labor you do is constantly being devalued as time goes on. So you need to put your money somewhere where the value is retained, stored, or will increase. And inflation, by definition, means that it's getting bigger faster. So the the less valuable it gets, the faster it gets less valuable. That's otherwise it would be a linear deflation. It is in an, it is uh, if that's such a thing, a linear deflation. People think it can't happen here. Oh, it, it can happen. People think it can't happen. It happened here. in 1928, 1929. People lost everything. They put all they they borrowed, bought stock on loans, and then when the stocks tanked, they lost. They had to pay back loans with, the, with money they didn't margin have. calls. Yeah. So they they called in the loans, but you they see, were encouraged to do it by the financial industry. Of course, of course, of course. You so you take a look at uh, Weimar Germany and the photos of people shoveling you know worthless marks in the street. You look at Venezuela; it could happen here, and people think it can't. And I'm like, no, it can. Maybe, maybe uh, we don't know when or why, but it's really amazing how we've had such a long period of sustained prosperity that people just can't fathom hardship. I think they're going to do a currency recall where they say, give us your dollars. And for every dollar you give us, we're going to give you a token of this new currency. And you have two years. After two years, your dollars are worth zero. And that's a hard stop. The funny thing is they can just say that, right? Mm -hmm. if, if like, you know, Biden came out right now and said, the U.S. dollar is no longer going to be backed by the U.S. government, then people would be like, uh, what, what your dollars. Do? All those people hiding cash in their, under their mattress. Are That's the stupidest mm -hmm. thing, too. You saw that story about the grandfather who, who hid 50 grand in their floorboards? Hmm. 50 grand, you know, 60, 70 years ago was hundreds of thousands of dollars in buying power. Should have stored some gold in that box. Should have stored some dokes. 
Nice yeah, big yeah, bottle yeah. Of hard Seventy drive. years ago, buy some Doge and <laughs> and put and put some it cold storage. Some cold storage. Yeah. Seventy year old Dogecoin. Yes. Right. That, that's Could you what, imagine? That's what right, you need in like twenty years. So some people have been saying that Dogecoin is going to be cash because it can be it can it, it never stops getting printed. Right? There's yeah. no. There's oh no yeah, good. that it works much better as a currency than Bitcoin does. No so, doubt. Right. Right. So so Bitcoin. Uh, it's funny because people are saying the current state of Bitcoin defies the in, the original intent of Bitcoin. It's a deflationary currency, though. It, 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 there's there's entropy. This coins will slowly just be lost and destroyed, and eventually they can't be produced anymore. So the value can only go up. Doge can be printed and just made forever. So a lot of people are like, that's why Doge is better as a currency because the money market can expand with the economy. Would would it not be the greatest thing ever if one Doge became one dollar and that, and it stayed there forever? The buying power of a dollar right now, and it just normalized, and then in fifty years. People are like, you know, pulling up their phone, like, uh, how much for the uh, uh, the Whopper meal? Uh, Forty three Doge. Uh, okay, and they scan their phones, and it's not even a joke anymore. It's just literally just Doge. Like, yo, toss me fifty Doge, man. I want to go pick up some pizzas. And you're like, all right, dude. And you swipe your phone. You're like, hook it up. And they're like, cool, cool. How many Shiba Inus do you think got bought in 2021 so far? Shiba Inus. Is that the type of dog that it is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's the type of. Dog. Yeah, how many? Yeah. I think were adopted over, I bet over the last it's increased. twelve months. Yeah. Power to the Shiba Inu. Yeah. Right. It would it would be funny if Doge becomes the, the I don't main think, currency. I don't think it will. I think it's good that Bitcoin has a finite supply so that you can't overinflate it like some crazy guy can't be like, I'm gonna print a hundred trillion and keep nine hundred and ninety billion of them. Um but that we'll just keep making new currencies that have finite supplies and you know ahead of time what we're getting into, and that's how we'll be able to have an infinite supply. I don't know. What do we think Maybe. Biden's going to do about crypto? I think it's more than likely that it, uh, he's going to try and clamp down on it some way. Maybe, but I wonder if they're going to do Fedcoin. You know, they've been they've been talking about the Federal Reserve's going to make their own crypto. Mm. And I, it was interesting. I was talking to uh, I was talking to somebody about how banking works anyway. Because like your bank account, there's no real dollars there. The bank doesn't have the cash. If everybody if if everybody went to the bank right now and asked for their cash, they'd be like, that cash doesn't exist. It's it's in your account. You can spend it. You can't physically hold it. So it's a really interesting way to avoid a potential run on the banks, for instance, right? Back in the day, people went to the banks and like, give me my money because they were worried the bank loaned too much out and there wouldn't be any available. But now the bank can be like, we can't give you your money, but here's a debit card that still works. You can still buy things with it because your money is all digital. And I was talking to someone and they said, I was like, how do they track whether or not their money's actually there? It's just, it's, it's like a an archaic kind of blockchain, essentially, that institutions will track money went from this account to this account, and here's the account numbers, and it goes to that account and this account, and there's a ledger showing all the transactions that were made, and that's it. No actual exchange of currency, no hard exchange of any physical object. Mm. So then someone makes the blockchain, and it's like they kind of just decentralized what the banks were already doing. Some centralized digital currencies have real value. In Venezuela, a lot of people uh, bought and still buy World of Warcraft gold, because it was more stable and valuable yeah. than uh, the Venezuelan currency. But still, currency. even to this day, because you can buy gold now on World of Warcraft. Well, that, that's the thing. They were they were either farming the gold in World of Warcraft, or they were like transferring their currency to World of Warcraft gold because uh, World of Warcraft gold was less likely to inflate than Venezuelan wow. bolivars. Yeah, but World of Warcraft gold inflated like crazy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm not saying it's stable, but it's pro- it was more stable for a time than Venezuela's currency. Wow. Yeah, that's a kind of a that's a, that's a very serious indictment of Venezuela. <laughs> But I wonder when, when we get hit by that. There was, I was reading one article where there's some big investor guy said 30% market hit at the end of the year. Of this year? Yeah. 30%. Hmm. So I'm not going to tell anybody what they should or shouldn't do, but I'm going to buy a bunch of Ethereum. 
Me too. Yeah. Big Ethereum update in July. Yeah. Yeah, you were saying they're not going to have mining costs anymore? Uh, Yeah, so they're going to change the way gas fees work. So uh, I I don't know all of the details, but it's going to stop going to miners. Miners are not happy about this. And it's going to instead, some some of it will be burned with every transaction. So it's going to make Ethereum more deflationary. Oh, so instead of paying the miners, you're paying less of a fee, but the fee is just being... That's a, that's very interesting, but but the bottom line is it's uh, pl- they're planning it to make uh, gas fees less wild than they are today. I, I, if you can build a way to naturally deflate currency into the currency, that's how you avoid inflation. Obviously, it just guarantees that becomes more and more valuable over time because mm-hmm. there's less of it, or it so, doesn't become less valuable. However, you want to look at it. That's really weird. I mean, I I do think that there's a, there's a possibility that Doge shows us the system is collapsing as well, in that. There are people who got rich, big time for From no reason. Meme. For, uh, for a meme, it's 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 a meme economy. It's almost like labor is is essentially meaningless. Uh, think about it this way: imagine you're a contractor. I'm sure a lot of people watching are contractors. You build uh, pole barns or something or or small structures, and you're like, it's going to cost you know ten thousand dollars for this you know simple steel garage you wanted. And the guy goes, uh, "Hold on, let me sell some Doge. Uh, here you go, man." And then you're like. You just gave me ten grand to build this thing for you, and you were like, "You're you're selling Doge." What does that mean? Oh yeah, yesterday I, I bought a bunch of Doge and it jumped thirty thirty you know thirty cents, doubling its value. So now I'm just giving you. I didn't do any work for it, but now you're you're getting what you want. We are living in that world. That there was a moment in January where, like, uh, in the same day, I was you know walking through my apartment building. I, I overheard a conversation between two people. Oh yeah, my Doge investment's doing really well. Uh, went to a restaurant. The waitress was talking about how her boyfriend made a thousand dollars from Doge. Everyone was talking about it, investing in it. That's why I, 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 confidence is all that matters. You know, people thought that for a while people were saying Litecoin was the silver to Bitcoin's gold, and Litecoin is particularly valuable. Bitcoin Cash is up significantly, but it's all about confidence. Bitcoin has confidence. Big companies have invested in Bitcoin infrastructure. Dogecoin has the second most level of confidence, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The, the issue is that there's so much Doge. It's a, there's there's a massive quantity of this. I, it's probably better to say Ethereum has more confidence, but I think Doge is is are, might be even more than Bitcoin to be honest. For a few reasons, regular a regular person who looks at Bitcoin and sees sixty thousand dollars says I can't buy it because they don't realize that you can buy fragments. Mm-hmm. You can you know down to the eighth decimal point. But they see a Doge and they're like, 60 cents? Oh, I'll put 10 bucks in. Yeah, and Doge is so volatile, it goes up and down so steeply that there's always going to be like a, a significant dip that you can buy in at. Dude, it goes up and down so fast because of the meme. If you, there, there are programs you can buy that's buy and trade on algorithms and you press start. And at the end of the day, you made 10 grand. Wow. Because what it does is it has a, a certain amount of money and a certain amount of Doge and it, buys low and sells high automatically and looks for trends probably like when a tumble start to happen it'll it's, get in and out it's it's really simple it's like doge hits you know yeah so like if there's, there's a certain percentage spread it'll sell when it's high and then when it dips back down it'll buy again and then if it's a certain period of time where it's only going up it'll just buy in and then sell high and, and it keeps doing this and it keeps increasing the amount of currency and doge you have so there they, people have been doing this for since the inception of cryptocurrencies I remember back in the day, there was one website, I can't remember what it was called, but they had hundreds of clones of Bitcoin and people would just make simple programs that would buy and trade whenever one would go up, it would go down, they'd buy, when it go up, they would sell and they would just do it with all the different currencies. People made a ton of money. Uh, I got to find these Doge algorithms. 
It's 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 not even a it's 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 really simple. It's like if increase five percent sell, if decrease five percent buy. It's, it's like really ridiculously simple, and so it just sits there tracking the the current price, and it's going up and down, and then it buys, and it sells, and then it buys, and it sells, and then it buys, and it slowly goes up, getting you more Doge and more cash. Mm. That's that's due to the volatility of Doge. I mean, day traders do this in general. And you look for a particular stock you think is going to spike, and then as soon as it does, you sell it immediately and then move on and you know worry about it. But uh, I, I I do wonder, like the the Bitcoin be- uh, bull market's been going on so long. When it goes down, it'll really go down. No, you think not? Nope. I think a Bitcoin uh, it, it'll have it has its periods. Um, it, it it hit twenty k a few years ago and then dropped down to like seven, and everyone was like, no. And people, some people mortgaged their homes and they were panicking, and that was a huge mistake. Because if they had just held onto the onto, onto the Bitcoin, it would be sixty. There were people who bought in at twenty thousand, and when it tanked, panicked and sold, thinking, "I've lost right. everything." Oh it's, yeah, of course. But my point is, like, as the market expands, as more people become participants in it, the uh, the panics grow more severe because there are more people panicking, more people selling. When w- what's going to happen is, so recently I think it dipped down to like forty seven in the past couple of weeks. And then a bunch of institutional investors immediately were like, yes. And they bought it all up for discounts, knowing that it's going to go up. I think a Bitcoin will reach a, do- uh, will, 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 a Bitcoin will reach a million dollars and probably more than that. But I think a million at some point, and, and I think particularly soon for two reasons, the buying power of the dollar is dr- dropping dramatically and the investment into Bitcoin infrastructure is going up dramatically. So that means the value of Ethereum and Bitcoin they're literally gaining value as more and more people want them. The demand is high. But also, corn is up 44%. So if you're holding a dollar, you can only buy half as much corn. You're holding a Bitcoin, you can buy even more corn. So Bitcoin's going to go up. It's deflationary. It is a funded amount. Coins are lost every day. Demand is increasing. The price can only go up. And you know what? A one with eight decimal points, one Bitcoin, and then you put a period, and then you do eight zeros. You know what happened if you got rid of that decimal point and put commas? You'd get 1 million point zero zero. I think Bitcoin will hit a million dollars. So that's just my opinion. I'm not telling anybody to do anything, but I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, you do what you think is right. You talk to your financial advisor. I'm going to buy crypto. I'm also going to buy... I, I, you, know, you know what I invest in? Things I can use. Because I'll tell you one thing. An investment into a cryptocurrency or gold or silver or anything like that is an investment predicated upon your belief the system will not collapse. The dollar may lose value. Inflation may happen. But you do believe you'll still be able to trade within the system. If you're actually worried about the apocalypse, then you need to invest in like a well, water tanks, uh, 30-year bins of beans. Bunker. Yeah, bunker. I'll tell you, you, imagine going, you know, it's the apocalypse and you're like, Please, sir, I need water. I've got a Bitcoin. He's going to be like, I don't care how many Bitcoin you got. Like, water is life. Someone's going to walk up and be like, yo, I've got a sandwich. And they're going to be like, let's let's divide and trade the sandwich because food is more important. Yeah, there are companies that uh, sell luxury bunkers to people here in America. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, like, yeah. there's old converted silos. Oh, yeah. They're beautiful. Yeah. I watched, I think I was watching a Mr. Beast episode. You ever watch Mr. Beast? Uh-uh. Where I think it was Mr. Beast, he goes to one of these bunker silos. It's it's creepy stuff, but they're like con- they're like five foot concrete reinforced because they were meant for you know missiles that wouldn't be blown up if they were you know missile striked or whatever. And there's like there was a beach room where the walls are painted, 
Then they have like bedrooms with TVs for windows, so you can see out outside. Mm. Yeah, that's cool stuff. Yeah, some people went into like uh, their bunkers, their luxury bunkers when COVID started. They thought the apocalypse was here. Wow. Yeah. What other good things to get if you're expecting that? Like solar, I would think. Like just some sort of like renewable energy, electricity source, and like a ham radio or something. Some way to generate electricity. Yeah, I know that. We were Don't rely on fossil fuels. Like solar yesterday we were talking about, but it, it's not really feasible as like, a, as like a society's functioning electricity source. Not really, a little bit. Solar? Yeah. But if, if all of a sudden we couldn't pay our electric bill because U.S. dollars were so deflated in value that, no, that we can't that, even get that, them anymore. So. That wouldn't happen, right? So the issue is there's the value of the currency will work to a certain degree within the country. It won't work for, for uh, imports. So if your country is dependent upon importing certain goods – then you're in serious trouble. But trade between two individuals within the country is probably going to be fine. So the issue for, for a place like Venezuela is that they're dependent on, on, on a bunch of external corporations, like for flight, for travel, for transport. And it's increasingly becoming true for a lot of countries that you're dependent upon other countries' goods and services. So that being said, so long as you don't have a command economy like Venezuela, your farms will probably still produce and they'll have to adjust prices for the things, you know, that they that they need to produce the stuff. It could make it so that you have to work harder to get food for sure, but you'll still be able to get electricity. Lumber? Are we importing a bunch of lumber? Is that why I went up so I much? I do think we import lumber. I do, but uh, uh, I think we import a lot of it, actually. I'm not entirely sure. You can use Supply hemp. shortages. I think you can use hemp. I don't know if it's an exact uh, duplication of wood. Like, you're not going to get exactly what you get out of wood with hemp, but a hemp fiber you can kind of constitute for wood, I've heard. And it grows fast. Hemp does. Well, the housing market is blowing up right now. So, I mean, that might be why the lumber... What do you mean? Price. Like prices are skyrocketing? Prices are skyrocketing. Yeah, yeah, That's inflation. Yeah. And people are building Dude, houses. People are building houses. Yep. Well, yeah. And, and, and here's the other thing that's going to happen. Because the cost of lumber and steel is so high, the cost to build a house is going to go up dramatically, which is going to drive the price of everyone else's houses way up. Now, here's the crazy thing. Sounds like an asset bubble to me. Yeah, well, check this out. Oh. Let's say you buy a house for $200,000 and you bought it, you know, five years ago. Now the U.S. dollar is inflating like crazy. You still owe $200,000. If the buying power of that dollar is dramatically reduced, that means you owe less labor on your loan. And then your house is going to skyrocket in value because of inflation. So when you hear these people say, don't worry, inflation's a good thing. I guess, you know, for Americans, because we basically control the petrodollar, might actually be. Now, your savings will be completely decimated. Right. Yeah, so that's bad. Your asset value through the roof. Yep. The so hard, hard assets will retain, retain their value. And what will happen is – I'll put it this way. <clears throat> Ian, if I owe you a dollar, right now a dollar can buy a candy bar. I say that basically I owe the amount of labor to produce one candy bar to Ian. I'm going to wait a year. Now a dollar can't buy a candy bar anymore. It can only buy a quarter of a candy bar. I owe you less physical goods. So are they going to, are they going to enforce like, yeah, we know you said you were going to owe a hundred grand, but that hundred nope. grand's worth 400 grand. So you owe us 400. Nope. They can't do that. I can't do that. I mean, I guess if somebody has like a fixed variable loan, they can like drive the variable rate up for some reason or whatever, but I don't know how that works. So, but, uh, yeah, if you owe a hundred thousand dollars on your house and then the currency inflates and then within, within a year it hyperinflates, imagine people are shoveling money into the street because it's worthless. You go to your bank and you're like, uh, here's the money I owe you. And you just shovel it off from the ground and throw it at them. 
So the system can't work that way. People will take out loans to buy assets, <clears throat> and then when the asset triples in price, they'll they'll sell off half of it, pay back the loan with a profit, take out a rinse repeat, age what, old Ponzi scheme. What they what what, what uh, there, I, I can't remember which outlet it was. It was an investor outlet said the good news for inflation is it means that your wages are going to start skyrocketing as well. And I'm like, it's funny that you think that's good news. It's good news for people with no savings. You got nothing to worry about. You got no savings. Nothing's going to f- collapse on you. So it, it is technically technically a good thing. Now, for a lot of people who are like middle class who have a decent savings, no real hard assets, it's pretty bad for you. So you don't want to be holding. Well, I, I'm not going to give anyone advice on what they should do, but I'll just say I would not want to be holding U.S. dollars, which is kind of a problem because, you know, you use it for everyday interactions. But for poor people, they're probably not going to notice. They're going to be like the prices are going up. They're going to go to their job. I need a raise. The business is going to have to do it. Then, you know, they work at uh, Walmart. Then Walmart's going to have to increase the cost of goods across the board to pay higher salaries or to hi- pay higher hourly wages. And then the people who have a loan out on their car are going to be like, wow, when I took this loan out for $10,000, I was making 10 bucks an hour. Six months later, I'm making 20 bucks an hour. My loan was basically cut in half in terms of the amount of work I have to do to pay it off. So eh, win for certain people, I guess. And then everyone else around the world will be forced to contend with our hyperinflation because we're America. We'll blow them up. So banks, that would put a lot of burden on the banks that send out the loans. So would you expect that banks will stop giving out loans? Say that one more time. If the, if, if the burden then would fall on the banks that loaned you 50000 that's now only worth twenty five when you pay it back. It yeah, that's their problem. Does that mean that they're going to stop handing out loans because of that potential risk? Is that normally what happens before a – If there's hyperinflation? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Another question this gets into is how long will America be able to just go around the world blowing up small countries without any serious opposition? China's rising very, very quickly. Yep. Not long. I don't think not long. 15 yeah, and years. I actually tend to be a... Uh, 15. Maybe someone. Like you that. mean seven? Maybe. 2028 is when they're expecting China to overtake the U.S.'s economy. We know about Thucydides' trap, so... I don't know. What were you going to say, Alan? Uh, I, I think China is so, it can be a little bit overrated. If you look at history rising powers often don't beat the declining power because the declining power tends to have more allies and more diplomatic clout that, it, that it's built up over many years of being the dominant power. This is exactly what happened with uh, Britain and Germany. Germany was on course to overtake Britain, its industrial capacity, before World War One, But Britain won because it had more allies, had an empire, had been around for longer, had all that dipl- all of those diplomatic resources that it turned into these alliances and it was able to beat Germany through, coal- through a coalition. Uh, you look at China, China's sort of on its own because America will have Japan, Taiwan, uh, maybe South Korea. South Korea might not want to get involved because, you know, it's much more vulnerable than, say, Japan tripped by the ocean. But America will have a lot more. If it came to, like, a confrontation with China, America would have a lot more allies. And what allies would China really have? Russia. It comes down to Russia. Again, the great wild card. Like if, if Hitler hadn't invaded Russia, he would have won the war. It's seemingly, at least that the math kind of shows that. Well, if he didn't hesitate, there was that famous battle or whatever where he, his, what, what, I can't remember exactly what happened. Stalingrad. Uh, no, no, no. Moscow. Moscow. They were, uh, right. They were like a hundred miles generals, outside Moscow and then right. they said divert to Stalingrad, something like that. They, they hesitated, allowing Russia to, to, uh, to uh, generate reinforcements. Essentially, yes. They could have taken Moscow, but they decided to go elsewhere. Man. Well, hubris, I guess. They, he thought he could do what Napoleon couldn't. Mm. But if Russia gets involved, then you could potentially start a whole domino effect where Europe gets involved as well, and then you have like a genuine world war on your hands. Right. Yeah. So invest in uh, a bunker, I guess. Yeah, invest There's, in love with your friends and family. We, we, we had a guy on from a, a, 
a place called Fortitude Ranch. And they called in their members the, like in October, just before the election, saying like the potential for volatility is higher than normal. I don't think they really expected the world to end, but they put out a call like a decent, uh, you know, a decently high single digit percentage of something bad happening, you know, genuine fear that, yeah, something, look, this instability is not going to go away. You know why? I mean, you make a good point about the media being the problem. Brian Stelter is, is a dangerous guy. Um, I think, you know, Cuomo is probably worse, but he is because he's trying to make sure that everyone stays agitated, anxious, and, and, and suffering from anxiety attacks all the time. Like January 6th is over, dude. It's not happening anymore. It happened. It's gone away. But he wants to make sure these people only stare at this and these hearings and people are just shaking, terrified of the far right. Meanwhile, there actually is a problem of far leftists going around, rioting, protesting, burning down buildings, and they ignore that. So he's keeping people distracted from the real problems while keeping them in, in, a, in a consistent panic attack state over something that happened four months ago. He he looks like the Joker, kind of, his mouth. Do you guys ever notice that? The, the ends of his mouth go up like the Joker's smile, like really Brian cool. Stelter. Yeah, Stelter. Hey, hey, don't compliment the guy. I the don't want to. <laughs> the Joker's cool. I don't like even making fun. The Joker's of, based. Dude, Joker's lit. No, no, Joker was a bad guy. Um, I don't want to make th- making fun of people for their appearances ever, but I've noticed that smile. Is that like a hysterical... Like, not, not a happy smile, but like a psychotic. Like, what is he smiling about if he's so afraid? I don't get it. I don't know. Let's go to Super Chats. My friends, if you haven't already, please smash that like button and comment because it helps the show and uh, we appreciate it. You can also go to TimCast.com, become a member because we're going to have an exclusive members only segment coming up after the show around 11 p.m. We put it up every day. We have a huge library of content. Some of your favorite people talking about just fun and crazy stuff and some serious stuff as well. But don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to this channel. Let's read. We got Austin Norton. He says, Ethereum is now above $3,500 USD, a new all-time high. ETH to the moon. I wonder if it's because Ethereum people are discovering it. Or if it's because the dollar is garbage. Yeah, maybe a little bit of both. Mm. Does the chat think the joke was based or not based? <laughs> Type one for based. All right, let's see what we got here. Christian Jimgochian says, Tim, conservatives protest with their wallets. Coke goes woke, they make it go broke. The bottom line changes. Companies change tune. Money talks, BS walks. Corporate profit owns the U.S. government. I, I, I mean, I, I hear that. But I don't think conservatives are organized enough to actually stage effective boycotts. However, there's rumors about like Gina Carano coming back, coming back to, to Disney Plus. So maybe and the Coke thing for sure. Hmm. I think that stuff will happen long term. Alternative companies for all sorts of things. I think we should start building the infrastructure. Kenny Jackson says SN15 uh, stuck its landing. I saw that. That's crazy. Starship. The That's, Elon Musk starship. Yeah, what happened? It landed. It did a high altitude test, came back down and landed. Nice. That's crazy because that's, that's massive. Brought some dough coin back from the moon. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mediocre Fisherman says, would you rather have 100 dogs of any kind or 100 cats? That's a tough call. Um, it's tough. The cats, I would have to worry about. So it depends on what I need them for or what they're doing. If I'm like trying to conquer a small village, the dogs for sure. Yes. If I'm just chilling... And minding my own business, the cats. Heck yeah. They just mm. go do their thing and they, whatever. They, the yeah. question said have. What were you going to say? I'll, t- I'll take the cats. Cats can look after themselves. If they, right. Dogs require constant attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cat. Because if be you had cats. to keep them inside, the cat pee would be better than the dog poop. Mm. But you can train dogs to attack your enemies. So, you know, in the, in the apocalypse scenario, you'd want the dogs. Yeah. 
OMG Puppy says Democrats expand federal federal power, permanent one party rule, long march through the institutions. GOP, we will lower your taxes, which is meaningless in the long run. R. Dubu says OR lag, uh, Oregon legislation passed egregious anti-gun SB554 today with the help of sellout rhinos. Uh, now the now to Fuhrer Brown's desk to sign voting collapsitarian from here on out. Establishment can win the slow game. Let's see how fast they can dance. Not enough people are willing to uh, uh, to challenge the system. They're still defending cops. Like, like, like I mentioned, a cop walks into a woman's shop, which is closed and tells her to stop posting to Facebook that she's selling things. She would have been allowed to do that from her house. It was just because she was working out of the business. They had. To... I, have, I, I, I don't think it matters. I think it's irrelevant. The, the fact is, her business was closed because they, they said you're not allowed to be open. We're shut down, and so she's like, "I'll post a video on Facebook." And the cops showed up and said, "You got to, you got to stop doing this." Because we're talking about my store's closed, and they're like, "No, you're on Facebook." And then people are like, "Back to blue, baby." I love it when the cops came and shut down Attila's gym. We even had the dude from Attila's on, and they apologized to the cops. No, no, don't get mad at them. They're just doing their jobs. I'm like, what are you talking about? Just doing it. What? They're going to look back at us like barbarians. In 500, 600 years, they're going to look back like this is like the year 300 AD and we're like savages. Why? Because this is so pedantic to use. This is so ridiculous that we're still trying to climb on top of each other for money. It's it's hideous. It's not the way societies or, or living organisms are meant to function. I mean, if free thinking people lose and the authoritarian regime takes over. You know, I want to make sure everyone understands something. They say every time communism has been tried, it's failed. You know that? Every time communism has... But it's not real communism. Well, it's never real communism. Never real communism. But the next time communism is tried, it will win. It will will work. You know why? Because it's never been tried before. No, No, because the surveillance state. The one thing that they didn't have was supreme control. They can stop the thought before it happens. How could any citizen organize of China organize against China? Unless, of course, they can't maintain a basic standard of goods. Yeah. If, the, if, there, is there, if there is a lack of access to food, which is why a lot of the Soviets, uh, the, the uh, communist states failed. But I think the ability to manipulate and propagandize at a level never seen before and the ability to track down and remove dissidents immediately will make sure the next communist regime functions Jeez, with a neural or, or can't net. be toppled. That Can functions. you imagine if they were like reading your brain impulses with neural net and like the Borg? this guy has signs that he's going to start thinking bad thoughts in three months. We got to get to him. Pre-crime, bro. Pre-crime. Oh, yeah. Minority Report. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the movie. Unqualified Studio says, hey, Tim, we took your comments about creating culture to heart and launched a brand based off of that mission. We'd love it if you check us out. Right on. We will take a look. Jack O'Neill says, Tim, why are you sleeping on Stargate SG-1? The TV show was amazing, but the movie was bad. I'll take a look at the show. SG-1 does come on after Sliders periodically on Comet, I think. Is that MacGyver? Richard Dean Anderson? Was he in that? Or was he in the movie? I don't know. I've not seen SG-1. One of them was in the movie. Sonny James says, do people really think Zuck and Gates are geniuses? No, the federal government built those companies up in exchange for backdoor access. Look no further than the feds using FB and Instagram to track down capital rioters. That's your user agreement, folks. You know what I love? There's a meme where it's like, Joe Rogan makes comment about vaccine. Joe Rogan, who's not a doctor, makes, you know, says, you know, young people shouldn't take the vaccine. And then the next one next to it is Bill Gates. Five things Bill Gates wants you to know about the vaccine. 
Dr. Bill Gates, MD. Yeah, Dr. Bill Gates. It was the same paper Dude, that, that put those articles out too. Same, uh, same Fau- Fauci is a TV doctor. People need to realize this. He's not practicing. He's not practicing. He's a TV doctor. Okay? Talk to your doctor to find out what's right for you. It's remarkable that you have people on one side being like, Dr. Fauci action figures. There's like a Dr. Fauci pizza. Someone posted this where it's like it's a face of a, on a pizza with onions and olives. And I'm like, these people are insane. And then I'm just like, dude, I don't care if you're Joe Rogan, MD, Dr. Oz, Dr. Drew, Dr. Phil, or Dr. Fauci. I'm not going to go to the TV to figure out what I should be doing with my health. I'm going to I'm going to call a doctor and guess what there's something called a second opinion. Yeah, go call a million doctors. This is your life. Well, not even a million, I mean a Do couple. Yeah. It's normal. Like I I had to get a you know, a dental thing done a few years ago and I called the dentist like, "What do you think? We'll do this." I'm like, "Let me call another dentist." And he, "We'll do this." I'm like, "Okay. I got a second opinion." Great. And it's a normal medical thing. Breakthrough. You always got to keep your eyes open and your ears Yet open. why is it so hard for people to say don't listen to TV doctors? Well, mm. honestly, do you have a reason? Because I think people are, are like herd. We're like herd animals in a way. 90, 90% of us are just wired to follow the crowd. Yeah. Why do they make people into cult figures so easily? Fauci, I don't know. Trump, we have George a president. Floyd, the wall murals of our, everyone. So many wall murals. Our government is a cult. It's centered around one human. And we, well, we it's, get to pick who we want to cult worship. You're, you're, for you're that. talking about just confidence in a system. But the way we built it is all around one individual. Like, why do we worship the individual like that? Why are people who just want to tune out and let that guy lead us to victory? Like, we don't. Well, a lot of I don't. A lot of people do. I think that's you why a, they're listening to the TV. I I think they trust Cuomo on uh, Andrew Cuomo more than they trust the president of the, of, of the United States. People in California were wearing shirts saying like. What, what, what did it say? It was like single taken dating Cuomo in my mind or something like these shirts. Yeah, they were calling know. themselves Cuomo sexuals. No joke. Yeah, that, that's that's crazy. And that wasn't the president. That's just people who are nuts. I and know. So, some countries that are led by actual strongmen or alleged strongmen are, some, are sometimes saner than America. You wouldn't catch drag queen story hour happening in Russia. Yeah, no, that's, that, that'd be brutal. That'd be that's where bad. the kids were twerking. No, not, 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 not where the kids People were. People were twerking for kids or something? Yeah, yes. yeah. But there yes. have been a bunch of instances where kids are brought on stage to do oh, shows for adults. Image JPEG says B, uh, Bitcoin Cash hit 1480 today. A world currency isn't going to be Doge. It'll either be Bitcoin Cash or Monero or both. Yeah, so there was a um, Bitcoin forked from Bitcoin to Bitcoin Cash. And that means that if you had Bitcoin at the time, you had the equal amounts of oh, Bitcoin I Cash. Got, I had that, yeah. And then Bitcoin Cash... Like, I think it hit like 10 or 20 grand or some ridiculous number and then dropped way down to like 300 because people didn't know which one was going to win out. They're like, what, which one is going to be the dominant? Because Bitcoin cash is supposed to be low fees and fast transactions like cash. And Bitcoin had become basically gold. So I think, you know, you get both. You get free money. All right. Talbot Link says Wikipedia totally defamed Tim. Said he had a Zeppelin. Everyone knows that graphene rocket blimps are where it's at. Best way to the moon. Hmm. We're, we're actually working on a Zeppelin project. So. Rocket blimps, huh? Yeah, rocket blimp. How would that work? I don't know. We are working on a Zeppelin. Um, yeah, actually, it's just a matter of some paperwork at this point. That's right. And then we're going to film it for the vlog over at Cast Castle, and we're going to have the Zeppelin project with cameras on it, and we're going to go film, and, and then it will be real. It's a big Zeppelin, too. Yeah, it was 18, 20, 20, 20 feet. feet. Long, yeah, 18 and a half, I think. Big old Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's see. Is there something about Doge? What do we got going on here? 
Curtis says, everyone loves crypto, but if it keeps going like it is, hardware will rise to insane levels. My 3080 mines $15 a day right now. Imagine if ETA hits 20K, home computing will be a thing of the past. We were talking about mining last night. Um, Yeah, but people don't realize it's expensive because you use a lot of electricity. Yeah, and people were saying it's not the future of uh, crypto creation. Yeah, mining. Yeah, it's archaic. It was like have your computer work hard to solve an equation so that there's – it was like creating arbitrary work to make a digital asset work. There's other ways to, to do it. Yeah, it's proof of stake, right? That doesn't require mining at all. Yeah. I'm still – Do you, can you explain what that is? Uh, no. Okay. Kind of over my head. Maybe tomorrow we'll talk about but that. You, but that, that's, that's a reference to holding crypto and then you, you get a percentage generated based yeah. on staking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Ethereum is – I think it's what, – what did Bill say of 32? Ethereum, yes. you stake it, and then as a holder, as Ethereum is generated, you get a percentage increase. Right, yeah, okay, now it's ringing a bell, and you can do this with other cryptos as well. Yeah. You can stake a certain amount of Ethereum or whatever currency, and that proof of stake will, as long as you keep it there, it's going to generate more of the It's like interest in a bank account. So your ownership of the asset increases the value or the of the asset itself. Increases the, the amount. Yeah. It's like having a bank account, and it's like, it's like having your money in uh, wealth management or whatever with an interest rate increase. Eric Miller says Trump should run for Congress. He will have to be unbanned from social media, and they don't have term limits. But after Trump, maybe they will. I don't know about that. They'll still keep, they'll still keep him banned. They didn't unban Laura Loomer. Sonny James says China holds our debt. When there's no gold in Fort Knox, land and resources become collateral. Don't people realize printing money ain't free? You'll own nothing and have no privacy. Yuri Bezmenov did say the elites won't get off, but Jack made? What is it? Jack Ma? Oh, Jack Maud. Okay, I see what I see what he's saying. Oh, and who disappeared basically? Jack Maud. I think he did a video chat Listen, a couple weeks ago. If they can take away your memory, if they can erase the culture of freedom and classical liberalism and things like that, then people will be happy with no privacy. Mm. If they don't know any better, they you know, we got we got we got chickens outside, right? Their whole lives has just been in this one little box. They know nothing of the outside world, and it's and it's troubles. And they're either happy or sad based on whether or not I throw a mealworm at them. If they understood, you know, freedom, I mean, uh, actually, so Bucko is an outside cat now. Hmm. And he did not know the joys of the of the real world because he was never allowed outside. Just discovered it out of Plato's cave. And yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. wow. exactly. And so I'm wondering, like, did we curse him no. with the knowledge of freedom? No. Because, no, no, the first the first week he's like running around like crazy, chasing butterflies. Now he, says, he just sits on the porch and he just, you know. So sits there and we just got, stares. We got back today, and he was in the clubhouse out back, and he went, ah, came running out to us. <laughs> He's probably peeing in there. He's such a, yeah, I was thinking little, that, little too. jerk. <laughs> All right, Oompa Loompa says, SEC Chairman Gensler is going before Congress to expose Citadel's unfair trading practices tomorrow. Bring your popcorn. This could be the catalyst that initiates a second wave of short squeezes against hedge funds with massive short positions. So is that GameStop uh, to the moon? Is that what's going to happen? Perhaps. All right, where are we at here? Rebel Phoenix says, let's fight cancel culture and start buying everything that might get canceled because capitalism is the perfect solution to the problem. Nobody will cancel anything when they are making millions. Got to organize. That's the issue. The left has so many organizations that tell people what to do and they just do it. So you get a company will be like, they'll send out a mass email to a million people saying, hey, everybody, email Coke and tell them they're racist. And they will. And then Coke gets hit by a million emails, and they go, we better do something about this. They'll make it even easier. They'll have a, like, click this button, and it'll open a yep. form letter to them for them with all the stuff texted there for them. And then all they gotta do is the, click. The, the you know, email membership guy or whatever at, at Coke, 
He's like, we have 53,000 emails in the past hour. What do we do? It's like, what are they about? They're all mad about how we said, you know, we supported Georgia. And we're going to put out a statement right now and denounce it. Yeah. Also, this whole, you know, business will follow profit thing. I mean, it underestimates how zealously the corporate elites actually believe this stuff. Gillette lost, you know, an insane amount of money with their woke stuff. And the CEO still said, well, you know, we, we still stand by our, uh, our woke values. Alan Rogers says, Ian, did you just hear about Smedley Butler? Or do you honestly think it's 1917 and there's more money exchanging hands between the government and defense contractors and the government and media? Handyman TN says, Ian, you're so close. They're not selling bullets, they're selling airplanes. Scott Horton explains this in great detail on his YouTube channel in small three-minute-ish videos. It's fantastic. Thank you. I'm looking up Smedley Butler right now. I'd never heard of him before. Yeah, the banker plot. Old gimlet eye. Yeah, the old the old banker plot. Blast Cat Badger says, Iraq, Afghanistan, vet here. In Iraq, we found nuclear processing and waste facilities with tons of stuff in them. Other government agencies came in after we secured it. Have not heard a word about it since. Something that alarms me to this day. Ooh, creepy. Eli M says, can we have a Ian Lives Matter shirt? I guess. Well, definitely. Dorsey Wood says, Tim, Tex, and Rabble, thanks for working out login issues on TimCast.com. Sent digital art in last email to member support. Same name. We'll send framed print. Just let me know where to send it in a response. Uh, isn't the P.O. box on the website? Yeah. yeah. Under contact, I think. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so apologies to everybody. Um, as I've stated before, for the TimCast.com website, we did not expect it to grow as quickly as it did. And it's not easy to just snap our fingers and have a website that can handle the amount of traffic and the amount of members and everything. So we've had, we've had problems, but we're working on it. Uh, people have canceled and, you know, I apologize if, you know, you felt the need to cancel because something wasn't working, but I get it. If you can't get access, it makes no sense to be giving anybody any money. So uh, I apologize, but we're a few weeks out from a complete, again, re-upgrade, n- new everything. And again, we're, uh, we're going to be adding a newsroom. So we're going to have articles. We're going to have more content. And you can send to jobs at timcast.com right now if you are a video producer, documentary producer, and you want to produce some short documentaries between 10 and 20 minutes for us because we are taking pitches and we are going to be commissioning some of these out to, uh, to, uh, on, on a contract basis. And there are some ideas I have that we, we need somebody right now. You send me an email right now. We'll, we'll look at it. If you're, if you're, send, send, you know, send, send us, uh, examples of your work. And if they're good, you can be on a plane tomorrow. Well, assuming the plane lets you on and you're wearing a mask. But you get the point. There are some stories we're ready to pull the trigger on. All right. Trash Panda says, Ian, I know you mean well, but not everything can be solved by technology. The problem is the far left is waging war against classical liberalism, and we will not win until we treat them as the enemies they are. I know you're right, and I do talk a lot, especially on this show because it's like a talk show. But And I know that the solutions aren't simple, man. They're just not. Otherwise, we would probably already figure them out already. Adam THM says, Tim, how can we change people's minds who we can show them the news articles and proof they're wrong and they still look in our faces and say, so what? Yeah, that's uh, really difficult. I honestly uh, don't know. There was a political study in political psychology like 10 or so years back. I think it was Brendan Nyhan who did it. Uh, the more you show partisans information that contradicts their beliefs, the stronger those beliefs grow. Right. Yeah, because you're an enemy. So uh, you have to approach them as an ally. The first thing you need to have is rapport. And so you need to be agreeing with them. And then I used to, there's, 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 there's an old technique in, um, you know, like sales. And it's to, I'll, I'll put it this way, the big ask. You're familiar with the big ask? 
Uh, it's where you say like, hey, I'll sell you this box of Kleenex for $100. And then you're going to be like, that's insane. 100 is okay, but I'll give you half off, 50 bucks. So you walked it back and I'm like, oh, I'm getting a deal. That's, that, that's part of a similar concept called rapport extreme turn where you approach someone who has a political belief as their ally. Agree with them even if you don't agree. They say like, I'm a big fan of this politician. You say, me too. Oh man, high five. Then you present to them an extreme, a big ask, something they can't agree with in terms of politics. I'm, I'm grateful to the, to the, you know, bolstering of, of soldiers in the Middle East because it's about time the U.S. shows the world what imperialism really means. And then when they say I disagree with you, you say, well, maybe you're not as big a supporter of, you know, politician as I am, but I can still respect that you agree with them. And then you've given them the position where they've disagreed with the politician, not you. You didn't approach them as an enemy. You didn't tell them they were wrong and stupid. You said, I like politician too, because he did X. And when they say, I don't like X, say, well, okay, well then agree to disagree. You don't have to like him as much as I do, but I like him. Now in their mind, they've said, I disagree. You see how that works? I'm not a big fan of that stuff. I used to do sales. I didn't like it. I like just saying it and people don't get it. But I guess the problem is there are people who understand the human mind and how social engineering yes. works. Edward Bernays. They'll exploit it every yeah. step of the way to gain power. And they are. And the people who are like, I don't want to play these games. Well, then we lose, I guess. But I don't know what else you do. You know, got to be subversive. Kind, but subversive. You don't got to be, but that's one tactic. Kurt Crosby says critical theory is like pouring ketchup on a fruit salad. Great show, guys. Ugh. Jacob Donaworth says, hey, Tim, if you want to break from all the serious stuff, check out my book, An Officer and a Man on Amazon. Tons of funny stories about being an officer in the USMC. I'm a huge fan of the show. Keep doing great things. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. If you guys are huge fans of the show, you can just share it on Facebook or social media. Just take the link and we should, we should probably, you know, get, make an easy way for people to just do that. That's, that's really the way to grow the show. And then I don't know how you sometimes you just can't convince people, I guess. Sean Anderson says Cardano ADA crypto is doing cool stuff in Ethiopia. People need to buy real projects, not garbage like Dogecoin or ETH Classic. Well, I think ETH is valuable because a lot of companies use it. Sat says, whoever convinced the American people that politics is this complex spectrum with dozens of labels has got this country under their thumb. Politics is power, nothing more. It's really that simple. Yeah, it doesn't matter what party line they write down on paper. Oh, man. A porn crypto. Yes. <laughs> and it's skyrocketing in value. Of course. 21st century politics. Tom M. says Zimbabwe had hyperinflation, where a trash bag of money got you a soda or it was burned for warmth, kept printing out bigger bills and pushing more money to the economy to keep up, had $1 million bills, money printer go grr. Yeah, I think I saw that once I was at a restaurant and they had like a, a million dollar bill or something from Zimbabwe. And it was just like just ridiculous amount of zeros. I'm like, wow. But why would anyone even, it makes no sense. Why would you use it? It's, it's not worth anything. Just why would I trade with it? Alex on Earth says, look up digitaldollarproject.org forward slash publications for the latest on the future of digital currency in the USA. Ooh, we'll check it out. Thank you. Alan Jin says, Alin Jin, be more worried about the money sharing services between the banks, Zelle and its parent company. They are tied into most of the major banks. They are using bad contracts to lock out people from it and taking their info. Creepy. Daniel Welch says, did you see AG Barr is under scrutiny for memo? So if you try to stop a baseless witch hunt, it's obstruction. Nothing more than a legal Kafka trap. Yep, that's the power they have. There you go. Nicholas Doyle says at uh, to, to us, the Bitcoin cycles are a result of the four-year payout halving, halving cycle causing a run because low supply. People are too aware, uh, too aware to repeat it now. So basically what happens is 
the halving, right? Yeah. So people know when there's going to be a strain. And so the miners hold it until the strain hits and then they can sell at, at you know, they, they can make a bigger profit. But now that people are aware of it, the coin's starting to stabilize. Nobody wants to sell. They want to hold. And it makes sense. But I guess the issue is, who cares if you're holding Bitcoin? Nobody wants to trade it. I mean, I guess people do. People, you can buy it. The price slowly goes up because people do buy it. But then if the price is going to keep going up, why would I sell it? I guess I guess if you have to. Yeah, if you need an asset or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess if all of my if all of my money and all of my assets were Bitcoin, I'd be trading some out to buy stuff with, you know. Jonathan Duger says, Tim, lumber is skyrocketing because loggers are doing the same thing as diamond miners. They're holding onto it to spike the prices. Oh my gosh. Wow. X Runner says there is a production side to this. What happens when producers stop working? Farmers in Venezuela quitting was one variable in their demise. Interesting. Unknown says a guy at work made 30,000, 30K on Doge with a 6K initial investment, paid off his wife's student loans in his vehicle. We make 35K a year, 40 hour work week. Wow. The gift of Doge, man. Oh, just jumped on me. Don't jump on me. What are you doing? There we go. Manuel Delgado says the Incan from Kansas. Treat a man as he is, and he will remain as he is. Treat a man as he could be, and he'll become what he should be. America's worst day is still better than any day in the rest of the world. Be the true change. Put up or shut up. Right that mentality. Diego Salazar says, your Democrats are our Peronists. All social justice and equality while filling their pockets. Funny thing is that Perrin was a Nazi that used the young left to return to power in 72. Greets from Argentina, second place in the inflation ranking. Perón? Perón is how you say it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Peronists? That was Eva Perón's husband. What was his name? Perrin. Perrin. I'm allowed to not know how to pronounce words. <laughs> I demand people say things the way I do. Sure. Jason Dunn says, fun fact, there's an island in Greece with what, with hundreds of cats. If you can apply to care for, for six months over the summer. I applied years ago because I wanted to get away, but I didn't get in. It's pretty awesome. That's great. Uh, Japan has a cat island, too. Oh, yes. Yeah. Where's the rabbit island? There's that, too. Wow. Oh, is it, wait. Yeah, Japan has rabbit island? I think so, yeah. Is that what I'm thinking of? I thought they had cat. There's, there, then there's pig island. Hmm. There's snake island, too. Did you see the island of the dead? Yeah, snake island. Oh, a bunch of hanging bodies. Yikes. It's a little different. Creepy. Never Fidelis says... Hogue Finance is what Doge should have been from the beginning. Large supply with deflationary tokenomics. There's a 2% tax in which 1% of the transaction is deleted forever, and the other 1% is distributed between the holders. What's it called? Interesting. H-O-G-E? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. OP says, what's a good place to buy crypto? I don't want to buy from a place like Robinhood. I don't know. Coinbase? Gemini? BlockFi is pretty good. Takes a while, though. Don't you want to support the Winklevi? Absolutely. The Winklevoss twins? The Winklevoss. I would like to get to know those guys. Coinbase is good on the SJW question. They ban political activism in the workplace. Nice. Oh, wow. people quit her, bro. Wow. Hey, good for them. DJ Delev says, how many more times will Tim say spineless? I guess at least one more. <laughs> Thanks for the super chat. The Last Man 1984 says, check out the book Color Communism and Common Sense by Manning Johnson. The book talks about communist infiltration in the U.S. Very interesting. The Jobless Coder says, I live 50 yards from the church of, of a pastor who yelled at the cops. He has been targeted for months by police, arrested for feeding the homeless. And I, I don't understand how, at this point, conservatives are still supporting the cops. I don't get it. Hmm. I guess you got to, it's that 
supporting the individual cop or the institution of policing. I don't know. I feel my my personal opinion is that uh, many people are just scared to speak out of line with what their tribe says. So I look at cops arresting small business owners, arresting a a church, a a pastor for opening their church, shutting down churches and synagogues. I, I see the cops in New York holding up cameras to the windows of Jewish schools to make sure the little Jewish children can't be learning and padlocking gates shut. And I'm like, at the time, we're going to have a discussion about this. We should have some reforms. But I think we need police even when we're seeing these bad things. And then they start, you know, when they start arresting more and more conservatives and releasing Antifa, not arresting more, even when they do, the DA's cut them loose. I'm like, you guys, how could you support? I understand you want to be nice to these cops. Don't want to blame them for the fact that DA's are cutting Antifa loose. But why would you prop up a system in which conservatives will be funneled off into the prison system and the far left will be shuffled off free of, no, you know, no charges, free to go? Oh, that's complicated, right? Because, you know, the left is pushing against the kind of policing that people want, policing in their neighborhoods, stopping actual crime, stop and search, things that actually lowered crime. But at the same time, the left is putting the police, you know, arrest people, throw people in jail for trespassing and protesting. And they're and doing all of it. Yeah. Yep. So the cops, the cops aren't going to the neighborhoods to stop crime anymore, but they're still going and arresting small business owners. Still to this day, in the, in the Minneapolis area, a woman, she was uh, uh, opened her wine and coffee bar. She got arrested. How, di- how how could she make it? How could she take it this far? That's creepy. Yeah. So at this point, I'm just like, I don't I don't know what y'all are doing because sooner or later, if this system persists, it is it is a simple algorithm. Conservatives and moderates are more likely to go to jail and get locked up, and the left is going to be released and let go over a long enough period of time. Conservatives and moderates, many who become felons for some of these charges, won't be able to vote, or they'll be in jail, and the far left will romp, up, romp around, smashing windows and burning things down, and the cops are the ones enforcing this stuff. Hmm? No institution is on your side. I, I want to be right. like, crack down on the mob, on the on the violence, but like, I don't want to be this crazy authoritarian. Is it crazy to say that? To be like, National Guard, activate, protect the country. The way to understand it is <clears throat> left-wing speak. Left-wing violence is speech, and conservative speech is violence. That's right. That's how they understand the world. Whoa. Wicked Liss says, constitutional carry has passed in Texas on way to mayor who said will sign. You mean governor? Constitutional carry in Texas? Man, if Texas passes this law, I'll be really excited. I might move there. That would be great. It's a promising law. Yeah. All right. Let's see. We'll do a couple more super chats. What do we got here? Maya E says, please have Gothics, Andy No, and Carol Swain as guests. Love your show. The challenge uh, for Andy, well, I, I, I don't know. I, Andy's not in the U.S. anymore, right? No, I heard he was not. overseas. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so. I'd love to have gothics, though. Yeah, um, we, we're an in-studio show, man. Tofu Pancho says that communism line always sounds dirty to me. Come on, babe, just give it a shot. You just don't like it because no one has done it right before. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Alessio DeMonte says, I think this is the first time Ian wants to explode, but can't because the channel will be canceled. <laughs> it's like the third or fourth time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not the first time. It's definitely one of them, though. Track Media Only says, similar as you raise minimum wage. After time, none, uh, no one is making more because money is worthless as things cost more in response. All you do is make more, some poorer and others with expense, hard asset, expensive hard assets richer. Yeah, you try explaining to some of these leftists and they don't quite understand it. Like money is essentially meaningless. Like a U.S. dollar doesn't get you something. It's just at a certain point in time, it represents a certain amount of value. 
So you do labor, you get a certain amount in exchange for your labor, and then you can buy a certain amount of things with that labor. But over time, your labor becomes worth less and less and less. Money is just a trade medium that people use. It could literally be anything. It could be seashells. The idea is scarcity, so it's hard to replicate. So U.S. money is printed by the government. It's hard to make. You can't. It's illegal to counterfeit. And it's hard to counterfeit. So you know that you have a secure, you know, trade medium. The problem is the government inflates the currency, so it loses value over time. Wow. Anyway, my friends, you must go to TimCast.com and become members because we're going to have an exclusive members only segment coming up in about an hour. You can follow us on this show on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TimCastIRL where, where you can like the page and then share our clips to help spread the good word is that, that is Timcast IRL. And then eventually people will come to TimCast.com. We're going to be doing a whole bunch more stuff. Like I said, we're going to be doing some mini docs right away. Um, and they'll be up for members only on the site once we start producing them. So we need some uh, applications, some pitches for people who, who either have story ideas. You, you got to send examples of your work. And if it's good, you could be on a plane tomorrow. So uh, make sure you, you do that. You can also follow us on Instagram at Timcast IRL. And you can follow me at Timcast. You can check out my other channels, youtube.com slash Timcast and youtube.com slash Timcast News. This show is live Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. So make sure you smash the like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Alum, you got stuff to promote? Uh, if you want to learn more about the tyranny of the tech giants and what they're doing, you can find my book by searching for Deleted Big Tech's Battle to Erase the Trump Movement and Steal the Election. And for the latest in all tech news, go to Breitbart News. Uh, you can also follow my work at iancrossland.net. You can get in touch with me via a lot of social networks at Ian Crossland. So I'm really, really thankful. Thanks for coming, dude. That was awesome. Yeah, so I looked up that quote about uh, them lying. It goes like this, and it's not from Solzhenitsyn. Oh, it's not? Oh, yeah, my bad. It's not. So it's like apparently really often misquoted. It says, the rules are simple. They lie to us. We know they're lying. They know. We know they, they're lying. But they keep lying to us, and we keep pretending to believe them. And it's from an author and artist named Elena Gorkova, who lived during the Soviet Union. Interesting. Anyway, you can follow me at Sarah Patchlitz on Twitter, if you so desire. We will see you all at TimCast.com. Thanks for hanging out. Bye, guys. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.